attention. This is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. <laughs> a couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward yeah, and had the right ideas. Time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Hi. Hello. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Dan. Hi, Josh. Hi. Hi, Josh. Hi. Hey, guys. Uh, this is episode 78 of You Watch I Listen. Well done, boys. Today is October 20th. Uh, isn't it crazy? It's 78 episodes. It's, yeah, it's November 20th. It's, oh, November? I said October? Yeah, dude, a whole month. Fuck. You know what? This last month has just been a motherfucker with, like, house issues and shit. Yeah, it's just been rough. Um, so, I just... I, time is standing still and hopefully leaving to my, leading to my death soon. <laughs> dude, the days are definitely starting to bleed into each other just because I'm starting to get in my busy season. So, yeah, like, yeah. Every single... Like, like now that's followed by like one like I get home one a.m. and I go to and I go to bed. I wake up. I go to work at six a.m. Then I'm it's like doing yeah, it for it's days literally you're just living on a loop. Is what I'm, it seems like. I, I, I'm almost like I'm like going through the motions almost. Yeah. But the but my, my bank account thanks me. Yeah, that's true too. Um, that's nice, isn't it? Serious. Yeah. Because like season... I, I'm, I'm trying to buy a house in the next two years at least. Where are you gonna buy a house? I either want to stay in the area I'm in now or. I'll come back up to like where like Bob and Quaz li- live, like Bob yeah, and yeah, Bob that the whole Lakes area. area. Yeah, the part that sucks is that I mean, even living, Wayne, Lincoln it, Park. Yeah, but here's the thing: living in Jersey, mm-hmm. a, 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 a starter house will go for three three ninety five four hundred, right? And not to mention your property tax is going to be easy over ten grand. Sure. So on top of all that, you should you could buy that the... same house in like Tennessee for like one twenty five. We'll move to Tennessee then. I'm, I mean, it's a, it's a gorgeous state. I've been there. It's I'm sure great. it is. Um, I mean, talked to the landlord a little bit because she has all kinds of infos on like the the towns that have the best like tax prices. Yeah. And shit. So that might help you out. Yeah. Um, how was your week to... otherwise, Taylor? Um, just very uneventful. I actually have a ghost story to tell you guys. A ghost story? Yeah, a, a legit ghost story. Okay. So where I work? I like oh, ghosts. did you see the joast? Of the the joast. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Are you stop. kidding me? I'm gonna stop. The, yeah. Okay. The joast. Gonna, that, gonna, that's, gonna, yeah, that's I'm, I'm a. Done. Play your car crash sound, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
So I'll just play this one. I'm on the screen already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that works. I was no. going to ask you, you saw the it's ghost. It's a good noise for your joke or Taylor's wife. Paul McCartney. Oh, <laughs> the ghost of real Paul. Yeah, the ghost of real Paul. Yeah, real Paul. No, so um, so yeah. what, what I do is I, like, I work in HVAC, and there are nights when like, you, you, HVAC. <laughs> you, have to, you, you have to be on call. So you're on call 24-7. Sure. So, guys, so especially if it's cold out, 2 in the morning, some guy calls, you got to go out and fix his fucking heat. Um, so one particular night I was on call. It was actually a day after we recorded the show, I believe, last week. Okay. On Thursday, I'm finally in my PJs. It's like 1030. I'm about to go to bed. My phone fucking rings. Okay. And I'm like, awesome. So now was I got to... your ex? No. <laughs> Not last time that happened. That yeah. was also a fucking nightmare. Uh, so uh, the guy calls. He has no heat. He goes, okay, I didn't have heat since 7 o'clock. Thanks for waiting until 1030, asshole. Appreciate you. So I go there and I fix his heat. I have to come back to my shop, drop off my van, get my actual truck. Now... Where our shop is, there's a padlock on the door, and there's a garage where we bring our trucks in, uh, especially during the winter. Then okay. there's the office. So I have to go and put my paperwork in because I'm not going to do it in the morning because yeah, yeah. I'm going to be late. Sure. And the, it's padlocked every single night. I lock up. I'm the last person to fucking leave. I get back to the shop. I open the gate, and I go around the back, and the padlock is off the door. The padlock is off the door, and the door is wide fucking open. I know what Josh's dad would say that is. Yes. <laughs> hey, Josh, to be fair, I thought the same exact thing. Right? Wait, hold on. <laughs> so so now now I'm a little freaked out because I didn't really recognize it because, it's again, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, now i got to go investigate. I go and I, I grab my fucking hammer, and I walk inside. And I start going, hey, is anyone there, anyone there? Nothing. I, now I go in the office. I want to double-check, make sure all, all the paperwork is there. There's nothing mm -hmm. missing. Nothing's disturbed. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm walking out of I'm walking out of the garage and we leave one one light on just for the sake of the light. Sure, being sure. On. Now when you're walking out, there's the big there's the big garage door. There's the the small door where uh, the guys come in and out. Okay. Then to the left, there's a staircase that goes up to an office that my grandfather had built. So that way to get away from the girls in the office that annoy the shit out of him. Mm -hmm. So my father uses Which that for like for like his main yeah, yeah, yeah. like where he does his billing. His escape. At the top of the stairs, there's a light. There's a light that's motion censored, okay? So it turned on when I walked in, not a big deal. Now as it's off, and it's still off, I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking, and it stays off the entire time. I'm like, that's fucking weird. So I close the door, I lock everything back up. As I'm pulling out, the light just turns back on. Fuck I you. I go, what the fuck? I'm getting out of there. I go, what the fuck? Now I'm like, okay. Did, did you start getting, like, cold, too? Like, your breath no. would, like, six cents and shit? <laughs> no, I, I, so I'm in my truck, and I see the light turn did on as Patrick I'm going. Did you see Patrick Swayze? No, I wish. <laughs> that would have been great. So You'd I like to see him in Dirty Dancing. So I walk back in, and I, and I sit there, and I, and I still have the hammer in my hand. And I go back in, and I sit there, and, I, and I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting. The light turns off. And I'm not moving. Wait five minutes. The light turns back on. And next thing you know, a boiler turns on. That has been off Fuck for that. over 10 no, years. That's when you right? leave. Dude, it's been off you for over out. 10 years. That switch has been off. It's been disconnected. Somehow it fired up. This and I go for turning off Kate's uh, <laughs> oil no, burner. In the middle of December. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm like, you know what? That's it. Fuck that. I locked everything back up. I tell my father this uh, the following day. Call you a pussy. And, and my dad looks at me and goes, there's no such thing as fucking ghost. There's no such thing. <laughs> he just wait, shot you down wait, instantly. Wait, yeah. And then uh, so the other guy that works with his I think I may have been a poltergeist. <laughs> so the other guy that works with us, his name is Butch. Been with my family for about 40 years now. And he, and he goes, listen, th this place is legitimately haunted. I go, what do you mean? He goes, your grandfather, your great-grandfather, mm. your great-grandmother, all this stuff. They haunt this fucking place. And it I, means they I, dumped seed in there. And I, I probably. <laughs> and... and 
and I very much believe that because that's that's something that my grandfather always did. But always play jokes on people. Yeah, so, I mean, it, they always say with things like if you believe in these kind of things and ghosts and possessions and things like that, that they tend to come through electric yeah. currencies. So I don't necessarily believe in paranormal, like like overall. I believe in things being too much of a coincidence. Believe in heaven, you gotta believe in. Like, you gotta believe. You gotta believe in something like that. Um, right. Whether they're visits or ghosts themselves right. and I mean, uh, possessions. Because I've had instances where I've been on jobs where I've been stuck. I've been outside smoking a cigarette. Don't know what the fuck to do. And yeah, a cigarette smoke was not a ghost. <laughs> and and a cardinal flies on top of my van, literally chirps oh, at me Wainwright? a bunch of things. <laughs> chirps at me and then flies away. And I'm like, all right, Jack. Like, that's yeah, my grandfather. No, there, you know what I'm saying? Stuff I, like I've that is too much of a coincidence Several to types of instances like that with um, what I'm convinced was something from beyond yeah, for will. sure. Um, I definitely believe it. I don't doubt people when they. I mean, if they tell me some kind of story like their bed sheets were coming after them, no, you're just a fucking jerk off. Um, generally, they you can see things and they appear in like orbs in a lot of cases. Right. There's been plenty of videos that people have seen, whether they're legit or not, where it looks like the figure of a person. Yeah. But I think it's kind of ignorant to think that these kind of things are not entirely possible. I, I it just I've so your whole week was a ghost story. It, it like it freaked me it's out. A movie ghost it, story. It, it, Casey Affleck. Very it, good movie. It freaked me out enough where I was like very hesitant about going back to work the next yeah, day. Yeah, um, I would be too. I've I, in pl- instances where I've had things like that happen. You're always kind of like you look over your yeah. shoulder and things like that. Like you picture. I, I now I just think about hereditary. Yeah, it's, be, that's in the, the beginning part. with the grandmother just in the corner and then she flips on the light and she's gone. Yeah. Fuck that. Uh, fuck that. Fuck that. I, I just think of the crazy grandmother from that from that shitty movie Legion with Paul yes. Bettany. Oh, that movie like, was so bad. You, fu- you, you fucking cunt bitch. I wanted to like that die. movie too. She's eating like a raw yeah. steak or whatever. Oh, fucking Josh, awful. How was your week? Yeah. Same? Just yeah. dog shit? Yeah. It was yeah. better than the week before with family weddings, I guess. Yeah. Is there any, any updates about that? Have you talked to anyone since then? I talked to my mom for like 10 minutes. And how'd that go? I just said, hi. I was like, hey. No, up? nothing about the wedding. <laughs> no. It, it didn't even good. come up. No, I just called and I said, hey, what's going on? I just wanted to. And that in. was it? Just checking in? Yeah, and she goes, I haven't heard from you in over a week. And I said, yeah, I know. Oh, did she expect you to call her once a week? No. Oh, okay. I mean, well, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> she actually does. She sits there and waits all Why week. Why don't you call me? Yeah, yeah. My week was fine. Uh, mostly uneventful. I saw Tool Saturday. That was cool. Which was fucking great. I took my medicine beforehand. Yeah, you did. Which was really nice. Um, my favorite thing, show, My dude. favorite thing about the concert, honestly, is that um, it was funny because the, the show started and the landlord pulled out her phone. I'm like, no! <laughs> because this is one of the concerts, one of the few where they, they weren't doing it because they didn't, they didn't care about their stuff getting leaked out they're whatever they want people to actually sit there and enjoy the show and to be at a concert in 2019 where you don't see a single phone in someone's face right. lit up on their face and you know some people were definitely taking pictures with their screen brightness down but the fact that it was just everyone was so into it landlord even said all the concerts she's been to everyone there was just having so much fun there was no issues whatsoever and then the last song which is the first song on my favorite album of theirs uh, the song stink fist the, maynard said all right you guys can take all the photos and videos you want now. He's like, but right, we just wanted you guys to enjoy the show. I really appreciate it. I never thought of it like that, yeah. even though I'm not, I'll, I'll take a couple pictures, maybe a 30 second clip. I'm not like some people that their entire stories are a concert. You feel like you're actually there. Yeah, and I just picture <laughs> like, high resolution I know iPhone camera. when I'm at a concert and the asshole in front of me is on their phone, it's fucking annoying. When we yeah. saw Thrice, there was a girl standing in front of us that had her phone up the above her head time. the whole fucking Dude, concert. The whole 
concert. Like, do you, you understand that on the other end of the, at the other on the other side of that screen, there's an actual band playing? You can sit there and watch it and take like, it in and enjoy it and feel the energy of the crowd and sing it. Like, you've seen me at concerts. I fucking like rocking out. Like, yeah. I like feeling everything well, that's happening. Especially with a lot of the bands that I go and see, I I, 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 I I like to get close and I like to participate in the yeah. show. Mosh, crowd surf, not anymore, but a bunch of like a variety of different things where I like to participate in the show. So I'm genuinely scared I'm going to lose my phone. I what happens? To, I want you to compliment me right now because I had a joke you, you, that you, you I didn't really throw can't, out. You can't say I want you to compliment I want me. That's not to, how that if works. If you don't compliment me, I'm going to say the joke. What? Call me fat cunt? No. You said that you can't crowd surf anymore and I said if you get a forklift, you can. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's mean. I'm sorry. It's not that bad. It's not that good either. To be fair, I actually did crowd surf at a show you were at. I, I, I saw it. I seen it. And I and I came out of retirement for one time and I realized just how and then you were bad like, I might have hurt someone. Then, no, then the crowd was like, please go back into retirement. I, dude, like, I, I wish you could have seen the look on Adam Lazar's face because he's right in front of me. And he's looking at me and he sees me over the crowd of people and he literally, his eyes just get wide. Like, oh, dude, how are you up there? Like, um, for real. Uh, so, because I, uh, the landlord came to this concert and, you know, this is like a two-hour set and there's like, there's like five songs that are, uh, every song, like the shortest one is like seven minutes. So, yeah, it's a long it. show and it's a real visual show. Um, the next day, I had to make a compromise and watch a movie she wanted to watch. What was the movie? Okay, you'd never heard of it, I guarantee you, but it's a recent film, a Netflix movie. It's called After. After it's what? It's a chick yeah. flick. After what? After what? After, I don't, I still don't know. I said to her, After like. After Earth? I said, to, the, <laughs> the line I said to her when the movie was over, the, the only after in this is that after you watch this movie, if you liked it, you clearly have Down so syndrome. It's like, it's like after this was, Gemini Man, Will Smith should retire. This was so bad. I mean, it's a chick flick. It's not for me, but there was nothing plausible in this film in any sense of the word. Well, you've at least seen chick flicks that you like that yeah, hold some weight. This was, like, she was laughing at it too. She was busting in my balls about her liking it because I was sitting there like she's trying to watch it and I'm fucking giggling I'm like this is so bad this is so there was a scene where they're on they're like first little date I, I, can, I, little, I can literally imagine the, you, you sitting there watching it I'm with like, the landlord and you're like oh this is terrible and the I'm landlord's like, like I like it yeah she that's exactly what she was doing so I think it's good this, she started calling her one this cat this is my favorite movie she started calling her one cat by the name of the guy character oh, I was like get out of here so Harden Lay, Harden was his such name such lazy writing and like the kid After. His, so his name is Harden he was he played young Voldemort in the Harry Potter movies. He's actually Ray Fiennes' uh, nephew. Um, so he's sense. part of that family. Which I don't understand why he's British and everyone else is American. You meet his father, also American. He's probably the best actor on the movie. I, I, no, he was terrible. He was like supposed to be this bad boy. He's like fucking 5'9", 110 pounds. He's got a couple tattoos and he wears a leather jacket and he's supposed to be tough. He sucked. The whole movie sucked. There's this scene. They go on their first date, right? They're fucking sitting down at the diner. They're talking and their food comes. They fucking waitress puts the food down on the table. This motherfucker got his burger with a bite out of it. It's a bite taken out of it. I was so mad at this movie. It sounds it was, like... I said on, on... She posted on Facebook, like, Dan and I love... Yeah, exactly. And right. I commented, it was like, this is the worst movie I've seen in 2019. If this movie came out in 2018, it would have been the worst movie I've seen in so, 2018. So if that, so, it was so bad. So if the dude in the leather jacket like broke out and say, like, Grease Lightning, would it be a better movie? Um... 
Okay, because my assumption when I hear something like Grease Lightning is that someone's about to get their cock sucked. Yeah, for real. I'm just saying. Tell me more. Tell me more. Did you suck on his cock? Like, like, did he have a car? Yeah. Um, But anyway, uh, why don't we get into reviews from last week? Reviews. Um, Yeah, reviews. Before we do that, we want to give a shout out to our friends at Lobo Sound. Lobo Sound. Guys, if you have a product you need to advertise, Taylor, who should you call? I think you should call Lobo Sound. And if you need a website for that product, who should you call? Lobo Sound. And that's because Lobo Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish have made Lobo Sound a fixture in Chicago, radio, and digital advertising communities. But Lobo Sound isn't limited to Chicago. Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California. Wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound can help you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach who you want to reach, when you want, on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobo Sound at 630-244-9704 or visit them at LoboSound.com. Mention you watch, I listen, and you'll get a 10% discount. So call them at 630-244-9704 or visit them them at lobosound.com. Sick. All right, um, Taylor, uh, you want me to go first? Dan, I want you to go first. Okay, so last week you gave me an album that you said is right now your favorite album of 2019, it's, which it's, is a few weeks left in the year. It's easily the best album I've heard this year. Um, so this is Sleep Talk, or uh, it's Sleep Talk by Dayseeker. Correct. Um, so I was not familiar with this band. Um, uh, they don't even have a Wikipedia page, so That's th- they're, that relatively was, they're relatively new. I think this is their third album from what the little research I did. The, yeah, this is their biggest album. They just got put on a support tour for We Came As Romans' 10th okay. anniversary to plant a seed. So that's the biggest tour they're going to go on this okay. year. So, uh, again, year. not being familiar with the band, um, no one to really compare them to to see who they've toured with that I could actually get an idea of what I might be in for. Um, you listed it as your favorite album of the year. I can see why. Right. This is a fantastic album. Um, I don't know if it's a five out of five for me. I, I like I listened to it quite a few times, and there's something about the album that I can't fully pinpoint okay. to, that might put me over that edge. I do love the album. Okay. Um, I'm not trying to disregard it. The fact that I'm still thinking about it and that I still want to listen to it, despite having gone through it this week quite a few times, tells me that you are probably on the side of truth, truthfulness here. Yeah. And um, the right side of history, rather. Um, the, the sound on this album... I. I can't find many bands to compare it to. It's it's very because, unique. Um, when I was hearing when I was hearing metal, nice, uh, oh, good good work, Joshua. Did that just turn off the audio too? No. Okay, I was just making sure because we imagine, had that issue before. Imagine. Um, so I think it's I was, the edge of the phone. I was trying to figure out like who to compare them to because you know you said metal and then the opening track starts and that song is drunk and it's not like uh, it's a slower song and yeah. it, it's it's more digital than anything else but it kind of sets the mood for the the theme of the album um, and the theme of the album seems to be more. Or of I would say like depression. It, the, the depression that's kind of what I talk like going through the motions uh, and just uh, kind of post, feeling post breakup. Yeah, I, I think I think that's kind of what it is. Whether it's uh, being heartbroken or feeling numb about things, because everything is kind of about what you're feeling. And whether it's you're feeling everything or you're feeling nothing, and it's both about of our, your feelings, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, my heart's broken, man. <laughs> um, so the first song, "Drunk," I gave a four because it, it's not a fully structured song. It's more of like a, an intro kind of thing, it's like an interlude. Yeah, because the rest of the album doesn't sound like this at all. But it's the perfect um, interlude to the album. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave that a four. Uh, "Crooked Soul," I thought set the uh, the pace for the rest of the album perfectly. I gave that a four. "Burial Plot" was my first one. That's a five. That is a fucking phenomenal Yo, song. song. 
song. Phenomenal song. Um, Sleep Talk, the title track, great song. Gave that a four. Really liked it. Um, the next song is the last one that gets a four on here. The rest got fives. That's the Ember's Glow. That one, to me, the, the theme of that song seemed to me that when you, you think that you find something you have hope in. And that's where the title track comes from, Ember's Glow, is that it's like you think that it's there, like this light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing, that there's this brightness coming through the darkness. And then you go right to the next song called The Color Black, which is the exact opposite, and I gave that a five. Um, That was a phenomenal song as well. Absolutely. Um, Already Numb, a five. Fantastic. Gates of Ivory, a five. My favorite song on the album, and it's probably the one that is the most outside of the rest of the sound of the album, is um, Starting to Be Empty. Yeah. Um, I didn't know who the chick was and I looked her up and I was like first it sounded like the chick from Paramore then it sounded like Lights and I was like the, like the song that it reminded me the most is The End from Silverstein yeah, it had a very similar sure. kind of thing where they were singing back and forth to each other mm. and completing the uh, the other side of the whatever they were saying right. um, like a mirror image almost um, but that was my favorite song on the album Starting to Be Empty and then If Drunk Was an Interlude Crash and Burn is an epilogue at 5 uh, that was a 5 as well this whole album from start to finish was not what I was expecting it was the kind of metal I really really like yeah. where it mixes up the breakdowns no two breakdowns from song that's my biggest issue with a lot of metal is that the songs as badass as the breakdowns can be from song to song they sound similar yeah. and the breakdowns in this one were paced differently they were in different spots um I'm gonna give this a four and a half out of five for now. I'll take. That. I want to listen fine. to it more. Yeah. But if I, I haven't listened to a ton of new albums this year, just the bands that I kind of follow. Yeah. And this one I would definitely put in my best albums of 2019. So uh, Dayseeker Sleep Talk, I'm gonna give a four and a half out of five. Highly, highly recommend this album. Now, now you see why I got him tattooed on me. Yeah, it, like, I get it, man. There, the, the fact that again this album is still resonating with me. Yeah. And I'm still thinking about it for a band I don't know, I never heard of before you says a lot. Yeah, so what I just like real quick to preface that is I mean not really but you already went through it but um, when this album first dropped I follow a lot of like you know uh, scene accounts on Twitter and for about a week after its release, when Dayseeker dropped this record, they were like, oh, it was everywhere on Twitter. It's like, Dayseeker just, just released the album of the year. They just did this. This is an amazing record. No one did this. This is so outside the box. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go jam this new Kubla Khan record and just ruin, just wreck everything, which is heavy as shit. And I finally sit down and I listen to this, and I was like, yeah, whoa. I, I, when I heard the chorus to Sleep Talk, the title track, yeah. when he just goes, uh, into the night I drink and drive, like, when that guitar yeah. hits, which, by the way, they're only a four piece. There's yeah, only no, one no, guitar you can player. tell, which I, I like. I yeah. like that as well because I, that's another problem I think metal has. It's good to have a, a rhythm and a lead. I, I get it. Yeah. But sometimes that's where your sound kind of can bleed into the next song. It starts to sound the same, especially on breakdowns. So follow me on this. I get a little bit of Trent Reznor off of this, and here's and here's, here's a little bit because of the use of electronics. Yeah. In there's it. You a, know there's, what I mean? There's a little bit of that because like there are certain aspects where like you know they're sitting on a drum machine maybe and they're making that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and that's just that's that's an instrument. That's not it's not what's making the actual sure. music. It's part of it. So yeah. So I'm gonna give it a four and a half out of five. Really like this album. Cool. I'm I'm actually really glad you like yeah, it. Yeah, I'm happy too because I I was serious. I didn't want to shit on an album you loved, and as much as I love shitting on things people love, yeah. The fact that it, it resonated with you to the point of getting a tattoo, I wanted to like it, and I think it's harder sometimes when you go in with high expectations because right. it, it's you can be a, a bigger setup for a letdown. Yeah. Um, not to quote the band Cartel or anything, um, 
Jesus, deep cut. Oh, my God. I just thought about it. Oh. Gonna, setting up for the letdown. They're setting up for the letdown. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm trying okay. to be honest. Taylor. Yeah. Uh, you gave me. Yeah. Thank you. If, if anyone gets those references, I applaud Wait, all of I've you. I've asked Josh, did you watch the movie as well? Because that was your homework. What no. the fuck? Dude, I'm fucking busy. I know. Actually, to be honest, like it's like I didn't watch the movie till last night. I know. I just I been know. so fucking busy. I know. But uh, wait, you were home all day. Yeah, yeah but busy I was playing Law and Order. <laughs> He's playing Star Wars. And two, if I'm being honest, uh, after seven straight days of working eleven yeah, that's hours fair. and then going to a wedding and then working twelve hours, how was the wedding again? Well, technically, this, this well, wedding. Oh, was, well, that was well, great. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, technically, you worked during the wedding, so like. Yeah, you did work during the wedding. You were working. You were, yeah. <laughs> just not work. Work. You get your, your security license. Get your security license. I mean, uh, but I, and by the time I got to today, I completely forgot. It's fine. That's fair. All right, Taylor. She gave me Dolomite is my name. Yeah. Um. Now, wh- wh- when did this movie come out? It again? came out within the last month. Within the last month. Yeah. So there's no way it's gonna get nominated. Like, no, any, it's it's in the run. It is. Gonna it premiered the at the film festivals a few months back, but it wasn't released to the public on Netflix until I think the first of the month. It should get a nomination for best picture. It will not win. I think. The no, it won't even get nominated. I think the Irishman's gonna win. Um, now I would f- say it's got the best chance right now, okay. but um, so. But as far as being nominate, as far as nominations are concerned. Concerned, I think I, I have to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. But from everything I've seen so far and all the movies I've seen recently, Eddie Murphy is oh, he was phenomenal. phenomenal in this. He should at least be nominated for Best Actor. I, I would That's hope how he good gets he nominated. I don't think he's going to. Which is fucking because stupid. Because he pissed off the Academy with his reaction he when he didn't win with Dream for Dreamgirls, which he shouldn't have won. He was great in the movie. He'd be happy for a nomination. At yeah, that point. but, you know, Eddie Murphy. Jennifer Hudson stole that movie. She was great in it, and she shouldn't have won either. Um, Abigail Breslin should have won for uh, uh, Little Miss Sunshine that yes, year. Yes, personally. I agree. Yeah, but you're right. You know, to me, like Jennifer Hudson, yeah, she was great at singing in it. Singing is an acting. <laughs> like no, she's got I, a great voice. No, I, but I she was that. really good in it still for you're being gonna someone. Love yeah, me. and I, I didn't like the movie. I was happy it didn't get nominated for Best Picture, but I don't like musicals. But, but anyway, but, but, but going back to what I'm, what I'm saying is that like now Eddie Murphy is going to be. Uh, this is like such a career renaissance. Like yeah, th- th- for this, sure. He's this, hosting this, SNL next week, I think, which is the first time since he's been on the show after yeah. he made the appearance on the. 40 years, yeah. which was super fucking awkward. Yeah. Um, but this movie is a relatively good biopic. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's fun. I, I say above average. What I mean by that is it's better than ninety percent of the sure. movies you will see this year, but it's not as good as some of the best movies that are going to come out this year. I if I was making the top ten list right now, movies, it'll, it'll it's, it's in my top, it's in my top ten. Ten nine. Um, I'd have to figure it out. I know definitively what my top three to four are. Right. Um, Dolomite might be in the top seven or so. That's fair. Honestly, I'll take that. That's um, fair. There, there were so many things I liked about the movie from Eddie's performance, Wesley Snipes. I thought was phenomenal. Wesley Snipes has Wesley Snipes had one had one side like one part in the movie made me laugh so fucking hard. He gets splashed with water. Brown sugar, I'm gonna melt. Yeah, he was, was so funny, flamboyant. Ryan, um, I um, love the how they showed how he developed the character. So uh, Rudy Ray Moore. He yeah. Rudy Ray Moore. Well, was Dolomite his name. was the character. Yeah, Dolomite was a character, and he just got it by talking to homeless people. So this is actually is funny cool. because so this was actually a very serendipitous moment because I was actually listening to O and A old O and A clips. Of Louis C.K. ripping apart Dennis Leary for stealing old material. Yes. And then Joe Rogan ripping Carlos Mencia stealing uh, material. Yes. So this is technically you could you could make a silly argument, it is what it is, that he stole material. Sure. But 
but they're from homeless people. He, but he developed the act, which it was well, an act, the, which was a great scene when he's sitting there and he's he's listening to the tape recorder and he's writing it down and then he stands up and then he's acting it out. Yeah, and I, now a lot of stand-up comedians will will rehearse. It's just yeah, the way you course, have to course. do it. Yeah, because you, you have to develop the timing the ti- of the punchline. You have to get your cadence. You yeah. have to then you, then you go work the stuff out in the exactly. class, whatever. But um, the one thing that you do appreciate in this movie that uh, it does do very well is that it really represents what Dolomite was about. Um, or uh, Rudy Ray Moore was yeah. that he, he by any means necessary he was going to be famous and he's going to be an and entertainer. He's, first it was I'm going to be a comedian and then it was I'm going to make movies. Oh. I love that scene when they go to see the movie <laughs> of oh, oh, fucking beef. That was dude. me. Oh my it's god, stale. Yeah. I'm having vegetarian chili this week. Oh what my can I god, do? dude, just fucking spraying <laughs> methane everywhere. But um, when he goes to the movie with his friends with yeah. Mike Epps and everyone, yeah, and Mike it, Epps <laughs> is one of the funniest. Now you being, you're stinking yourself out. I know Mike Epps is one of the funniest people on the planet. Uh, I don't care when you're at that says. movie with the. Like the old uh, with all the white people in it, and they're like, "This ain't funny." No. And he was like, "I can make something." And then he comes up with all these ideas. He go- goes and gets um uh, Key- uh, Mike- Michael uh, Key- 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 Michael Key Key Michael Key to write the script, and he's like this well polished like stage actor. And it's like, "Oh, what do I do?" Yeah, and right. I-, I thought the development of it, and more than anything, I appreciated his his the, the work effort of of him, the yes. work effort, and I-, I thought a lot of it was inspiring. How yes. hard he busted his ass to improve his situation. So now, the next thing I do want to say, because really what this movie is about is is like the rise of Dolomite and really uh, the filming and getting the backing for the first Dolomite movie. Yeah. Which came out, what, to, 1975, yeah, I and think? and trying to pitch it to all the theater, the studio executives yes. who were like, no so way. So the other thing that they do, uh, again, it's just if you if you pay attention, if you really know what, like, if you if you understand the source material, is that um, they when they're filming Dolomite, the first movie, like at the end, when they use the actual footage from the movie, is that they actually combined, I forget the name of the second movie like like chasing tornadoes yeah something and along those they, lines they, they combine chasing tornadoes and dolomite mm-hmm. in the same movie yeah yeah but again it's just a, for dramatization purposes yeah, based on a true story the fucking sexy whatever yeah where it's like put, you know, put so, some weight on it and he was like and but he, the, he i like that moment when they showed that he was self-conscious about doing a sex scene because he's this out of shape guy and they were like make it funny I was like, that was smart because they weren't making a movie that was supposed to be this serious art piece. Well, it was yeah. supposed to be ridiculous. Put, yeah, put when some weight told, on it, though. I lost it when he was doing the karate scene and oh. he's just like barely throwing kicks and shit. <laughs> and Wesley Snipes is watching him. The Dude, fuck? I tell you right now, this is because after watching this and doing a little bit of research, I now very much want to watch. Shao, Dolomite Shaolin, where he where yeah, he, he plays himself, but he's a Shaolin monk. Yeah, and like, I, need, I need to the, see the that thing movie. that like it is a big part of it. This spawned an entire generation of films, an entire genre so, of film. So what, what what's this uh, black exploitation? Black exploitation. So it was. Ex- so explain. I don't fully understand what so that means. So black exploitation was a, uh, a, a a genre that more or less took you know black actors weren't getting black actors and actresses weren't getting lead movies. They were always in supporting roles. Very few and far between and this was putting them in roles that played into the stereotypes Pimps, uh, drug dealers, so, so gangsters. Every Tyler Perry movie. Um, not no, not so much. Because it was more outlandish in the Tyler Perry movies. Tyler Perry plays to a demographic of older African American women. Okay. This is pl- this was playing to a community that had been entirely ignored by Hollywood. Ah. And I love Bob Odenkirk at the end, where he was like, he watched the movie. He actually, yeah. you saw that. And I love the scene when they're in the car and looking at the reviews and they're all getting shit on. And then he f- saw the one that was bad. And he goes, that's the kind of review we want because people are gonna want to see something. 
something that sounds sophomoric, immature, gross. That's what's going to make people come and see. And he yeah. was 100% right because critics would snub their nose at something like that. But yeah, there was an sure. entire market of fans that would want to go see something like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. And um, overall, I, I, Eddie Murphy, again, that scene when he's talking to himself in the mirror was my favorite scene. I thought it was if he was submitting anything for an Oscar, it should be that scene. Because yeah. the, the emotional range in that scene where it was he, his confidence was breaking and then growing, um, I, I, I thought it was phenomenal. It's, it, it was a very fun movie. It was. It's the it's it's the ups and downs of not not even a black man, the hustle, but, the hustle, but, uh, but of a man who's trying to make something of himself. Yeah. yeah. Not to mention he has one of the best insults in all of cinema history. When I forget what it was, where he said, "You cocksucker, motherfucker!" Yeah. yeah. Like when he's I forget who he's screaming at, but that's one of the best insults ever. So what would you um, grade this? I, I'm gonna give it a seven. Um, it's a very good movie. Um, I would probably watch it again just because I definitely there was definitely parts I missed with like Craig Robinson, maybe because I was focusing yeah. more on Wesley sure, Snipes. Sure, sure. Like Wesley Snipes is in a movie yeah, again. Let's he go. Was great. I was so happy to see Wesley. So you forget yeah. how talented Wesley Snipes was, and you forget how funny he was until you, and then like you watch him and you're like, oh, dude, this is the guy from Chirac and White Man Can't Jump. Like yeah. he's that fucking funny. Hey, Wesley Snipes still has my favorite line in any movie ever. Um, are you ready? I was born ready, motherfucker. <laughs> I, ha- I have an even better Wesley Snipes. I think it's uh, it's from New Jack City. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. That's a good one. That's one of the best insults ever, dude. Run like maze, <laughs> like haze. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. But cool. Yeah, I-, I get a seven for Dolomite is my name, dude. Eddie Murphy should be nominated for best actor. For sure. That's how good he is in this. Okay. Uh, why don't we get into this week's picks? Um, you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. We um, we talked a few weeks ago that we um, – oh, yeah, true. No, it was doing after the okay, – uh, Whatever. Uh, we'll just do it now. Do it now. Yeah, sure. Go. <laughs> All right. I remembered. So, yeah, I thank you for remembering, but uh, fuck you to Fudge because he just told me that Brandon Schaub's stand-up special is pretty funny. Uh, wait, which one? Which one? The, the only the, one? The only one. Come okay. on, Fudge. Okay, wait, wait, wait. No one thinks it's really funny. I don't. Do we have to do the read now? <laughs> yeah, just do it. I'm so mad. Fudge, I'm so mad. Fudge, they're, they're, I'm so disappointed in you. I can never listen to you about what stand-up is good because that is the worst stand-up special I've ever seen. So it made me laugh the first time I watched it, and then after I watched it again, I was like, yo, he made an Asians doing math. Yeah, joke. like, come on. Wow, uh, real yeah. cutting edge, dude. All right, so guess what, bros and broads? Fudge and Finn's hashtag Shots for Legs podcast is bringing video into the mix. Not only can you continue to listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, you will now be able to stream their episodes every Saturday night after 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> Your favorite boost-consuming podcast will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories. Streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Go to these links I will read aloud to right now. Go to these websites. Go to these fuckers. websites. Twitch.tv slash Shots for Likes Podcast. Mixer.com slash Shots for Likes. Oh, that's not a podcast at the end of that. Uh, <laughs> you think we would know this by now. Visit ShotsForLegsPodcast.com and click the YouTube icon at the top of the page uh, to watch on YouTube. Drink with us. And as always, don't, don't be cunts. cunts. All right. Why don't we get into the picture this week? Um, I will go first like I was going to before Josh did his job and reminded us. Yes. Um, okay. So Brandon Shop uh, stinks. Yeah, he's awful. Brandon Shop he, stinks. He's horrendous. He can't even speak. He's a fucking idiot. Fucking loser. He's actually got um, a fight campaign. That's about it. Yeah, he's fine on that because it's the one thing he's, he's actually mo- he's did mo- moderately he's, successfully. He's moderated by Rogan. Yeah, exactly. And, and, uh, Rogan Eddie moderated Bravo. his fight career and told him you shouldn't fight anymore. When is someone going to tell him you shouldn't try to be funny anymore? I mean, listen, I, I understand that, but at the same time, like, like the only thing, if I'm Brandon Schaub, I could say that's good is that I beat Mirko Krokop, and that's about it. But yeah, Mirko but Krokop, you beat the Mirko Krokop. He was over the hill. I would agree there was, with you. Dude, there's, wor- there's worse fighters than Brandon Schaub that beat, beat Mirko Krokop. I know. So, I mean, fuck Lager. him. 
him. Fuck him. Um, okay, so my pick for this week, uh, we saw Lighthouse a couple weeks ago, and I'm I've been st- telling. I'm still waiting for it to come I, out. I want to watch it again. I've so been telling bad. you for a while that A24 is the absolute best production company in film and TV right now. And so has Grow How. He yelled um, at me yesterday about it. Yeah, I mean they they make quality films. I can list less than um, I can on one hand I can count the movies from A24 I don't like or at least appreciate. Um, so I'm gonna give you one from last year that was one of my favorite movies that I didn't see until this year. Okay. Um, also stars Robert Pattinson. Uh, this movie's called High Life. High Life. I don't want to give too much away about this movie. Yeah, please don't. Um, the basic premise of this is um, a bunch of death row inmates, including Robert Pattinson, are sent on a mission to take energy from a black hole for energy to be used on Earth. What's it called again? I'm sorry. High Life. High Life. Two words. Um, uh, life. This movie was awesome. Uh, it's a sci-fi thriller bordering on horror. I wouldn't call it horror, but I, some people would classify it as that. Um, but again, it showed the range of Robert Pattinson from Good Time to High Life to The Lighthouse, quickly becoming one of my favorite actors in Hollywood. Um, I really like this movie. I think you're really going to like it. I think you like anything that involves space, usually, oh, dude, um, for the most part, besides Space Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> Wild style. How many people need that reference in their life? Not now. Space Cowboys. Um, yeah, so High Life. I don't want to give too much away because it's one of these ones you really got to follow. Okay, so this is going to be really, really funny. Because remember, what what did I text you yesterday? You texted me about a dead guy. Yeah, who was it? Mac Miller. Okay, so this is this I is don't want to way- berate. A, I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to like it. I don't really know Mac Miller. But if I don't like it, I'm going to berate a dead guy. I'm giving you Mac Miller's mixtape when he was 16 years old called... Get this. Yay. It's called The High Life. That's fucking weird. So how am I going to title this one this week? The, high, the, the, the highest of high lives. No, the, the high, high life life. <laughs> They're going to be like, you put the words in twice, twice. <laughs> so that's fucking weird how that just worked out. Yes, I know. So this, Speaking again, of serendipitous. Yes, right. So this is uh, this is Mac Miller's mixtape called The High Life. He was still in high school. when. Yes, this was, so I got to give you a different movie now. <laughs> no, no, you don't. I know, Stop I know. It. So like I said, this came out when he was in high school. This was one of the first. This was his last. I I appreciate that actually. Yeah, so this so you could even tell at a real young age he did have a lot Is of Is it talent. as good as Macklemore? Uh, oh. <laughs> don't get me fucking started I'm on kidding, that, kidding, on that fucking thrift store piece I'm, of I'm shit. Kidding, I'm the reason kidding. why he was good because relax, of, because relax. Re- Dude, you telling me to relax? Fuck you! The reason why he was good because Ryan Lewis produced all of his fucking music. So don't fucking shush pop, me, Dan. Pop some tags. You're pissing me off. You only got twenty dollars <laughs> in my pocket. Bro. All right, so go on about Mac Miller. But like I guy. said, you could you could tell that uh, like early on he had so much talent um, as far as being an MC. Now again, it's very very raw. So I'll understand if you don't like it, but you can see the foundation of where he was. Going in his career. I tend to like when rap is a little more raw and gritty, though. Yeah. I think when things hit, I think it was like my biggest complaint about Logic was that it like it doesn't have that grittiness. Is what I like. Well, yeah, I think the uh, I forget which album I gave you, but I think it was un- uh, doesn't even matter. But, matter. but what I'm saying is that so this this was one where I found him initially, and I, I liked it. It wasn't my all time favorite. I mentioned uh, off air actually, uh, my favorite mixtapes of his are actually Kids and uh, Best Day Ever. Yeah. But this was the first one where I was like, okay. Okay, this kid's got real talent, and he's only 16 years old. Now, Mac, how old is he now? He's dead. Oh, sorry. Uh, so he would he would actually it's be tragic. 28. He was my age. Okay, um, it was actually a very tragic death. He actually bought he bought bad oxy pills that were laced <laughs> with fentanyl. So he, bought, I mean, granted, he was doing drugs. He was very open <laughs> about it. It's that's like a, that's, it, that's it is tragic. It, it, it is it is it is tragic. Passing away at 26 years old. That he was addicted and that um uh, what's her name uh, Ariana Grande killed him. Um, no, 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 I, no, I, I, no. I'm convinced that no. part of his addiction was related to his depression about the relationship. It 
was before that. His addiction well, was there tomato, before tomato. that. No, that's not true. Well, she uh, broke up with him because of his addiction. Okay, that's so fair. she that, killed. That, 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 no, stop can it. we just make Ariana grow? I need a bad guy here. No, you don't need a bad guy. I do. No, the bad guy really is Mac Miller because he's the one who did it to himself. No, his but drug dealer's the bad guy, and Ariana Grande probably fucked him. I, I mean, you can't prove it. She didn't. I, that's very true. You're <laughs> so, right. I can't. Ariana Grande is the bad guy. No, Ariana Grande is not the bad guy. <laughs> no, but like, but um, but it just stinks because the guy that was taken away, um, you know, so young in his sad. career, especially towards the end of his career when he was really starting to be more experimental, where he was really getting into Drugs. like like um, really getting into more or less like playing guitar and actually being sure. an artist. Like Post Malone is the guy he is today because of Mac Miller, but Mac Miller had ten times the fucking talent that that Post has. Well, the one thing I could say with Post is my biggest complaint on that album. I liked it was that his use of auto tune is just you know it's every song every song so every song. Mac doesn't use yeah and I, I appreciate that because yes. I'd rather hear someone that is confident in what they're spitting with the shit voice right rather than someone that needs to put on this enhanced effect to sound like yeah. they can sing so now the only thing I will tell you about this the last thing I'll tell you about this is that um, you can't really find it anywhere unless uh, uh, outside of YouTube okay it is on YouTube so that's, that's, that's the only cool. place you'll cool. find it I'm but good yeah. with that. Mac Miller's the high life a 16 year old kid's mixtape rest in peace Mac you're fucking dope cool Cool. Um, all right, we got some stuff this week, guys. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Charlie's Angels. Charlie's oh, it sucked, Angels. Right, it? So it sucked, I, right? I can't say it sucked because I didn't see it. Well, I'm just asking. I don't know. Um, the the reviews for it were more the slightly above average. It didn't get shit on by reviewers, but it wasn't it like Ghostbuster it, shit on. No, nothing like that. People that saw it liked it. The problem was that no one saw it. It was like they were like, oh, it's going to make a good amount of money, and it made like eight million dollars on a budget of like thirty two million. Okay. Um, now, the, the thing here is Elizabeth Banks, who I'm a big fan of. I think she's a very talented actress. Great in Zack and Miri making porno. Great. At, That's in, the one you go yeah, to. Yeah, Zack and Miri. Where else am I going to go? That's the first thing I think of is Stinky Linky. She was, <laughs> she was actually pretty good in The Hunger Games. She, she, was, those she was good in The Hunger Games. She was good in 40-Year-Old Virgin. She's been a role model. She's been good in a lot of stuff, and she's been around a long time. She's very talented. She's very funny. She got behind the camera for this one. I respect when actors get behind the lens. But she... You know, have you heard what she's blaming the financial failures of the movie on? Men. I, uh, Men. Thank you. Well, yeah. okay, so there's that. And I, the only other quote I read was like, oh, there's 37 Spider-Man movies and you're okay with so, that. Yes, and you were in two of them. Uh, she was in two yeah, of she the, was, the, she the was Spider-Man like the, movie. She was the assistant so, or whatever. She was saying that, so she said that men weren't going to see it. because, And then they were like, okay, well, Captain Marvel made a billion dollars and Wonder Woman made 900 Did million. The Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz. Made about 40 million opening yeah, weekend. Was, and, and the first one's so, not a bad movie. No, the first one's like and, a pretty good movie. And Bill Murray as Bosley. Bill Murray's funny. The second one wasn't good with Bernie Mac. Yeah, Full no. Throttle was terrible. Crispin Glover was great in it. Yeah. Sam Rockwell was great in it. It was a well done movie. It was funny. George McFly but with the hair. the biggest, okay, so there's a couple reasons here. So she was blaming that men don't go see him and then when she's mentioned Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman, she goes, oh, well, yeah, but the comic book genre is geared towards men. That's fair. I'm fine with that. That's fair. That's, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. That's a, that's a yes, fair assessment. Very much. However, okay. there's one thing here. What? You can't have it both ways and then the one side of it is that Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman are these strong feminist role models and then you're saying, oh, but men are, are don't only go see them because they're comic book movies. No. If, if your case is that men don't want to see feminist films... They wouldn't go see those well, either. I, okay? I, I wanted to go see those movies because I genuinely liked those characters. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? And they Especially were well done movies. And, Wonder Woman was a legitimately really good movie. And if you want, it, 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 Wonder Woman's the best DC movie that they, that's that Besides they've put Joker. out. Besides Joker. What they've really put out. Well, recently. in the DCU, um, the 
the DCU ex- extended universe, yes, the Wonder Woman is by far the best one. I, in the yeah, series. I'm, t- I'm talking like with the Justice League. Like sure, that, shit, that you know is what by, I'm saying? Far, by far That's the best easy one. The best one. Um, um, but so here, here's my criticisms of why Elizabeth Banks is off base here, and I don't want to be too hard on her because I like her. Um, one. This movie was marketed terribly. I didn't see a single commercial during any NFL. I haven't. On yeah. Sunday night football, Monday night football, Sunday afternoon games. 64, in 2018, 64% of movie tickets bought were bought by tw- by men between ages 80, 80, 18, and 45. Okay? okay? Right. 18 and 45. What are most men that age doing on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays, for that matter? <laughs> jerking They're off. Jerking off and watching football, right? <laughs> jerking off and not watching okay. Charlie's Angels. Yeah, well, but they didn't put it in front of them. There wasn't a single commercial that I saw Personally, how many commercials did you see on TV during anything you were watching I'm, for Charlie's Angels? You probably most saw most of the ads for it online, right? Honestly, I. I didn't I see only, any ads. Actually, to be honest, I didn't even know about it until I saw the poster for it when I went to see Joker. Okay, so yeah, the marketing was terrible. Yeah, so, so that's I, I the number one I didn't culprit. see nothing about it, and I guarantee you there's someone out there is like, why can't they remake Josie and the Pussycats instead well, of no, Charlie's no, Angels? They, they, they already remade Josie and the Pussycats once, and that tanked. It was yeah, a it was remake awful. of a TV show. No reason to do that. So that was the biggest problem. And second of all, Charlie's Angels, going back to the TV series... It's sexy. It's a sex appeal. Huh. Sex appeal characters. Uh, they're sexy and they're badass, right? What's her name? Is it Farrah Fawcett? Farrah Fawcett. That yeah, was Farrah, Farrah Fawcett. Fawcett. If you look at the one from the from 1999, Cameron Diaz, who was like the hottest woman in Hollywood at Babe. that point, Drew Barrymore, who was pretty hot, and then they were smart by casting Lucy Liu. There was no cultural like, oh, it's, it's social justice. Here. And Lucy Liu's they, hot too. Well, uh, whatever. Um, the reason they cast, I'm, I'm the racist. <laughs> the reason they cast, uh, it's not racist if I don't find someone attractive. Um, just like some people don't like fat girls. Some people. Don't like blondes. Some people don't. I didn't like ask it. for an explanation. But, what you're but regardless, they were smart in casting Lucy Liu, and it wasn't social justice because they were they realized that in 1999, internet porn was taking off, and the number one search was Asian, it was porn. Asian porn. <laughs> okay, they took the sex appeal out of Charlie's Angels. Kristen Stewart's not a bad looking girl. I don't consider her hot. I don't consider her hot, and I don't consider her a very good actress. Very good actress. No, I cute. Yes, she's I, cute. I, 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 she's I think she's cute. attractive. She's she's attractive, but she's not like the, the dude. You look at like Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, well, Lucy Liu. Well, you're, you're, you're talking prime Cameron Diaz, like like fresh off the mask. There's something like, about Mary, yeah, all that right. shit. Like you're you're completely. She's and, hotter than than those three combined in the when, new one. When did whoa, whoa, wait, 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 hold on, wait, 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 No, the two other Naomi, girls. In yeah, the, no, Naomi Naomi Scott is a fucking smoke show, no, dude. She's not. She's not. You're not her up. Not compared to the not compared to the girls that were. And the one from 1999, not even close. Nay, and oh I'm sorry. God, you're fucking nuts, you're, dude. I'm sorry. No, it, it, the proof is in the pudding, dude. No one wanted to go see it. They took, even if no, she, no, okay. No, no, okay. In 2019, say, people aren't going to go see a movie anymore just because a hot chick is in it. They would. Unless you're still No, they would if they sold the sex appeal side of it. She could be as hot. I'm not arguing that. I think I've seen what she looks like once, okay? Dude. Let me see her. Dude, she's a dime. Yeah, okay, sorry. She's gorgeous. Absolute no, dime. I'm sorry. She's gorgeous. I was thinking of the other one. She's gorgeous. Absolute dime. Yeah, dude. I was thinking of the other one in the movie. She's gorgeous. No denying that. She played but, Jasmine. Oh, she played Jasmine in Aladdin. That's you what have I know to her. sell the sex appeal in a story like Charlie's Angels. No, it doesn't fact, matter what she well, looks like. Scarlett Johansson's a beautiful girl. Do you want to see her in Charlie's Angels or in any of the Avengers movies unless she's wearing something skin tight? Or actually, no, you, you, you should, don't. You, you should go watch Don John if you want to see Scar Joe at her Yeah, best. of course. She's, uh, no. Uh, she's hot. 
hotter in um, He's Just Not That Into You because she gets like half naked and fucked by Bradley Cooper in it. <laughs> so, Bradley Cooper. Um, but again, Michael it doesn't Black matter. And you can American take Summer. whoever you think the three hottest women are, put them in Charlie's Angels, and if you don't make the sex appeal part of their characters, in the one with uh, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, Cameron Diaz, there's just a shot at one point of them at a drive-thru, Lucy Liu bent over with her just ass in leather and a tight-up shot on it. Okay? <laughs> they, they sold it in the trailers. They sold it in the commercials. They put it on there in football games. They put it on there in wrestling. They knew the market they were appealing to. Yes, all who the, did they market this to? So all the weird dudes who watch football yes! in their mother's basement were like, yes! yo, dude, I gotta scope that out. Dude, I know people that will still watch movies and shows because they think the girl in it is hot. You Kelly. were saying it. Uh, no, Josh, I remember when Brie Larson was cast, you're like, yo, she's hot. I'm like, is she getting fucked? <laughs> who cares? And they, didn't have, to sell, they didn't have to sell the sex appeal on that one because because it wasn't part of the character. You cannot take the essence of Charlie's Angels and not have sex appeal in it. I'm sorry. Well, it's it's the basis of Charlie's Angels. Absolutely. Pretty much. I mean, you even go back, yeah, the original show, Farrah Fawcett, the smoke show of that decade. Real talk. And, and Okay, you know what? Elizabeth Banks is right. It is because of men. Because men wanted to have boners during the movie, and you didn't give <laughs> what, them any reason what, to go what, think, oh man, I'm going to get a rod during this movie. What, what, are, what are we literally talking about right now? Exactly that. So men are the problem, uh. but it's the problem that you to make a movie for men. You, you have movie about global Wait. warming with okay. Charlie's Angels. You're about to get really mad Is that really what it's about? I think it's about something with climate change. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure it is. You're about to get really mad. I just figured out where else I see Naomi Scott and it's where? really fucking stupid. And I'm she, sure it is. She played Kimberly, the Pink Ranger in the Power Rangers reboot. Oh, yeah. yeah and she right. was, you know, because Kimberly was a smoke show, so Naomi's a smoke show, so it's fine. Did you yeah. watch that too, the Power Rangers no, reboot no, no, movie? No, no, no. I, listen, I did because I grew up a huge fan and what I'm a not joke. A, you know, you know how I feel about video game movies. Well, wait, it's not Power a video, Rangers, video game movie. A video game. I don't know why I thought of it as a video game. No, well, no, no. Because well, because it, it was it was it a kid's like show. A video game. I just like '90s stuff in general, like yeah. the Sonic thing. Like well, I also, we're going to talk, talk about that in a second. But we're so, talk about that in so a second. I watched this movie again. Like I said, no. Speaking of Elizabeth Banks, Elizabeth Banks was Rita Repulsa in that. By the way, the best part of the whole fucking movie, and it took a really dark turn. But that, the reason why that movie stunk was because it didn't know if it wanted to be serious or wanted to be a kid's show again. It didn't really know. It just looked like they were it, all it wearing Iron Man suits. Well, also, it was well, that, well, also, dude. The opening thing is that Jason's pulling a prank on Angel Grove High, and they're they're putting a cow in the locker room. And it's like, yo, did you milk that cow? Yeah, from its one udder. Well, uh, see, Josh, cows have more than one udder. And it's like he jerked the cow I off. I don't think Josh and I had any interest in the pow- the new Power Rangers movie because our era of Power Rangers kind of ended with the very first movie. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Which is still sick. I've been was when I, Yeah, I'll still watch that. That's when I was done with it. I didn't watch any of the spinoffs well, yeah. at, well, ever. I, I, I also, think I watched, didn't like, they have a dinosaur some, one? Yeah. Dino Crisis? I watched, I watched still like, some episodes of the, of the first couple of spinoffs. I didn't see like, I couldn't tell you. I think that the first spinoff was uh, Zeo Rangers yeah, or something Zio like that. Zeo was crazy. Zeo was crazy. Turbo was crazy. I, I, I don't remember where Power Rangers started and where it ended. Mm-hmm. I just remember distinctly stop, I stopped watching it shortly after Let's, the movie. Uh, so, yeah. so let me put it to you I like this. I did watch the, fu- the There were two movies. The, there have been like five movies. Of course I've watched, has. I've watched like the two movies after the first one. I think there was a Turbo movie and a Zeo movie. Yeah, there was, a t- there was a definitely a Turbo movie. But here's the thing. So here's what's crazy about that is that I watched all the way up until about, I think it was called Wild Force. Then it got really fucking stupid and I got old enough and I was How like, many right, spinoffs did they make? Uh, they're still going, actually. Yeah, I think they're on 27 seasons. Um, oh, so, which one? And, dude, no, and, no, the, no, guy, and the guy that every plays year, Tommy is still in it. That's like, what I'm saying. So Tommy... Uh, he shows so up every Jason now and David then. Frank. Jason yeah. David Frank. Jason yeah. David Frank is still in it. Now he plays Lord Dacon. So now he's... Dacon? The, Dacon. So now, so, or Dracon. So now he's the original White Ranger with the green fucking shield from the original series. And now he's evil. Oh, now he okay. takes over the world. Oh, and now I'm like, what the fuck? No, but like I said, I've watched it and I'm thinking to myself... 
like I stopped watching it for years, and I was remember I'll scroll on Twitter one day, and it's like Jason David Frank makes a surprise return to Power Ranger series, and I go, it's 2018. I watched that show in the fucking 90s. Like, I bet you it's still really big in Japan because Dude. they like weird shit over there. Well, yeah. you, so, like okay. shitting on each other. I, I, by the way, I, the fact we're still having a Power Rangers discussion is actually hilarious. So the original series was Super Sentai. They took the Japanese show and then they just they, they filmed yeah, yeah, the yeah. scenes with the kids and then all the fight scenes is from the Japanese show. Yeah. So that's yeah, all I that's that. from. But the reboot was absolute garbage. Um, so we were just talking about Sonic a little bit, right? Okay. So the Sonic movie, the trailer came out like what, four months ago? Four, five, maybe even longer than that. The, yeah. the second and, trailer no, after the, they the, got the fucking... First, the first trailer the that, that came bashed. out. Okay, it got bashed, right? And they're like, okay, we're going to redesign it. These motherfuckers spent $35 million redoing the CGI on Sonic. And you want to know what's crazy? That shit ain't going to make $40 million. Why in the fuck would they go ahead and completely drop more budget on a movie that no one's going to see? And you got to know that nobody's going to see but that. How do they? Okay, this is what they get for giving into outrage mobs. There's a side of me that appreciates that they listen to fan backlash. And yeah, I think facts. It, I think it's smart in a movie where people want to see it oh. that if they're going to listen to fans. Sorry, Josh, you'll be very happy. The Yankees just released Jacoby Ellsbury. Thank fucking God. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's about so, time. So. So they, they, I appreciate that if it's a movie people wanted to see. Like, let's say a Star Wars trailer came out, people were unhappy about how something looked that they were familiar with, yeah. right? They completely changed. Let's just say hypothetically, they changed what R two D two looks like, right? They make him fucking green and a fucking uh, Mister uh, Doctor Manhattan dildo on him. The fact that this is okay. hypothetical, you just said that. I'm mad about it already. Okay, so then the fan backlash comes, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna go back and fix it." Okay. People will still go see it, and they That's probably would have seen it regardless. No one was gonna see Sonic, mm. dude. When is the last time there was a relevant? Sonic the Hedgehog game. Please enlighten me. No, no, there's nothing to really enlighten about. The last one I played was probably on Sega Genesis, and that was like... Yo, what? I know they still make them, and they've been no, making they're, them. they're trash. I'm sure they're trash. It became trash when it was not a side-scroller anymore. You could actually you could actually buy Sonic the original I game. I play the on old like one game on my PlayStation sometimes. I still love it. Yeah, I love the great. first the first three are up to Sonic and Knuckles are fucking awesome. So, sometimes you just need like you just need like a brainless side-scroller. They're, they're, the they're making a kid's movie dumb. in 2019 for kids that have no idea idea who Sonic is and they saw they, they people saw the trailer that were never going to see the movie they're like oh this looks like shit Sonic looks stupid then they spent 35 million dollars and Elizabeth Banks will blame it on men listen <laughs> so listen, here's the thing with this is that like uh, it, it's it's these studios trying to capture our nostalgia our demographics sure. nostalgia that's what they're doing film dude like, listen the Power Rangers Detective reboot Pikachu Detective did well. Pikachu did well not a bad movie well. I, I actually kind of enjoyed it because Ryan I Reynolds I was surprised it was fine but but, but like I said, they're trying to capitalize on our nostalgia. And I'm not trying to bash our generation. I loop myself in with you guys. I'm not that much younger than you. You are but, us. No, but what I'm saying is I loop, but what, like, is that they try to get our nostalgia and they realize that a majority of our generation are fucking pussies. Yeah. And and they want to still be, I still want to be that kid again. And well, now, listen. Motherfuckers I, in 30 still playing Pokemans. I, listen, I have no problem with people that still want to play Pokemon and do stuff like that. Want. Do it, listen, do it for fun. But when it becomes a, like, a relatively significant part of your life. We're like it's a I'm, child's toy. We're like I'm defined by my love of Pokemon. I'm defined by my love of Transformers or Power yeah, Rangers. No, this is shit I loved when I was 12 years old. It's too Listen, much. But Sonic hasn't been relevant for 25 years. No, it really like, hasn't. It's and they spent an extra third. The movie was already like a 70 million dollar budget, dude, or even more than that. I think the full was, budget of it now is 125 million dollars. This shit ain't gonna make 50 dude, million dollars. It's nothing but grown men that have jobs that they hate and hate their lives that need that need way, to get mad at something. 
shitting on it on Twitter. I said, like, this looks stupid. It looked like shit. Sonic looks stupid, but the whole movie looks stupid. To see fixing what Sonic looked like doesn't doesn't going to fix a bad movie. I understand it looked like garbage. But Daniel Day-Lewis in there won't be good. Daniel Day-Lewis would be caught dead near Sonic I know. I'm just saying, like, when you make a storyline like that, it's fucking... When are people going to realize this fucking idea of video game characters that were all animals living in the real world doesn't work? They just need to stop video game movies, man. They really just got to stop it. They sure do. It doesn't work. Like I said, we we went through this, like, months ago, where the last good video game movie that I can honestly put my finger on that I legitimately enjoyed was the original (laughs) Mortal Kombat movie. That's the last one I liked. Yeah, I would say... Assassin's Creed, in essence, should work as a movie. Prince of Persia should work as a movie, and it didn't. Jake Gyllenhaal sucked in that. Resident Evil, the first one, wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But then it turned into fucking so stupid after that. The second one wasn't bad either, and then after that, when it really got away from the video games, it got shit. The first movie with the dogs is legitimately terrifying. Yeah, it was well done. And the second one followed the essence of Resident Evil until the last 20 minutes. What's her name? Mila Mila Djokovic. Yeah. Uh, She was good in it. Uh, They went to Nemesis in the second one. Resident Evil Apocalypse. It wasn't bad. And then they got to Extinction and it got stupid because it wasn't Resident Evil anymore. And it's... I, I still think a video game movie can be done, but you got to stop trying to make it something it's not. You got to make a, rel- a, a relevant storyline. You got to, st- like, a, a video game series that could probably end up being a really good movie is Metal Gear Solid. It should. You probably could pull that off. You could. Because you could it's a but... movie in itself, but, like, okay, how, here's how, 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 how much actual How much actual gameplay is in the last Metal Gear Solid 5? How much actual gameplay? No, no, there's the most. Play? Yeah, it's the most in, gameplay okay. of any of them. Okay, so yeah. what, what's the least? Maybe 10 hours? Or when you play Metal the Gear old... Solid Four, okay, has uh, like I think like... has uh, I think ten hours of gameplay. Yeah, how many hours of cutscenes? Uh, like uh, the, the total amount of game is twenty eight hours. <laughs> so that's eighteen hours of watching a movie. Yeah, I just thought of a that, that's like remember that game that came out? It was a launch title for PS four called The Order 17, 1876 or yeah, something like that. Yeah. And you and I were so hype about it, and yeah. then I just I was broke and I didn't buy it. You got it, and you're like, yeah, dude, I've been watching a movie this whole time. I haven't shot anything yet. And I'm like, you've had the game was, for a week. Ten hours. It was ten hours. It was maybe six yep. hours of gameplay. But I, like, but the game, my point is, is that these games. Alone are good enough at telling a story where you, they don't Sonic need to didn't be really a movie. Have a story. He was just going after the fucking egg guy. Yeah. No, but I, well, no, I know that. But well, I'm no, saying there is like, a story. But if you're, but if it's you're not making, really like a making, dialogue story. If you're making a Metal Gear Solid movie, an Assassin's Creed movie, Assassin's Creed shit to bed after they killed Desmond Miles, or uh, they're talking about they've been talking about they a Gears War movie for ten. Movie, it sucked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch should have been great. Wasn't. But what I'm saying is, is wasn't that, it Michael Fassbender? No, sorry, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. But the other thing I was going to say, they've been talking about making a Gears movie for the last ten years. Yeah. And they're not gonna fucking no. do it. Uh, Listen, I Batista just... is not Marcus Phoenix. No. I'm sorry, it's actually, not. The one last one I heard was that they wanted Tom Hardy to play um, in uh, Metal Gear Solid. That's who they were looking at. I to would, play I, would at, yeah, I would at I least think like, about yeah, it, dude. We got Metal you... Gear Solid. Already. It's called Escape from New York. Yeah, facts. <laughs> like, um, I did just think of a, a good video game movie within the last 15 years. That was Silent Hill. That was actually a pretty yeah, good movie. yeah. Silent Hill was good. That was good. Um, okay, so the next thing I have, uh, Nicolas Cage. Okay, did you hear about this new Nicolas Cage movie? Not the bees. Okay, so Nicolas Cage is um, in the process. He's going to star in a movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, where that's, he, that's his job. It's, he's starring in a movie 
about Nicolas Cage. Okay, I like it already. Playing Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. Playing Nicolas Cage in a movie where he's trying to get cast into a Quentin Tarantino film. And the movie's going to be called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And it's about a guy that was once an A-list actor who now wants to get back into a major, like, real serious role. So it's kind of meta. Like, he's aware of it. I am very intrigued. I am very intrigued by that idea. The self-awareness. Because that's the thing, like... It, it does parallel his career. Like, how, like, there's been those movies like The Wrestler, where it was kind of similar to Mickey Rourke's actual career. He was an Oscar winner. He yeah. went from doing Leave Lo- Leaving Las Vegas, winning an Oscar, great fucking movie, to doing Con Air. Yeah. He has, you know, he hasn't done a major studio release since Ghost Rider. No, that's not true. He, he hasn't done no, a major. Knowing. What? Knowing was not a major studio release. I thought, I thought major it was. Stu- I'm talking like the major. Studios, the big studios. He has not done one since Ghost Rider. So you're talking like Warner Brothers, Paramount, Miramax, like the big, the ones that people know. Not an independent one. No one was not a, a big box office film. I'm talking these. He hasn't done but one it, that, since Ghost Rider. I guess why I'm confused is because it had a wide release, but it, I it guess had a wide release. But I'm saying independence can still Lighthouse have wide, ha, yeah, had a wide is, is getting a wide release. Yeah, it's, right. So okay. you know, it, it's crazy. But that might be the kind of movie that can get Nicholas because Nicholas Cage is this dude that drops eight movies a year, and two of them end up being decent or good. Like, like every so often, you don't even get one that is so bad that it's kind of good. Like knowing, I like knowing is not good by any means, but I like it because it's it is, interesting. It's interesting. It has some cool concepts. It has a thirty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What knowing? Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. I acknowledge that, but it has some cool concepts and ideas. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, the plane the, crash. The plane is crash scene is fucking wild. Yeah, the whole nuts. idea of the movie is cool. Is better than the actual movie. But what's the last Nicolas Cage movie you saw? Like that was a damn good movie. Adaptation. Con Air. Adaptation was great. Adaptation was great. I, That's Con- li- I don't care what anybody says. I love Con Air. Con Air's great, but it ain't great. <laughs> like, you I know what I mean? Conner. It's great, but it ain't a great movie. Steve yeah. Buscemi's the best part of that fucking movie. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Put down the bunny. <laughs> like, it ain't good. Yeah. But it's good. You know, one of those things. But Adaptation's a legitimately great movie. Matchstick Man was a pretty good movie. He's had some random good ones here and there. Like then he, But he just picks trash because he's fucking broke. How does that guy go broke? You buy a fucking island. That's how you go broke. Did he buy an island? He bought a fucking island. And then, then you can't afford it. You can't afford upkeep on an island. I mean, I know that, but like, but like, what if you like have a lot of really, really big time political friends? What are you, and, Jeffrey Epstein? And then, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, like, you find out that all their dirty secrets, and then, and then Hillary you, you Clinton murders fuck, you, you fuck, in jail. You, you let them fuck children. It was definitely way more people than just Hillary. It was the royal family. Uh, the Duke just, of York just stepped down from his royal duties today because of all the Epstein it's, stuff. It's just funny because Clinton's like the big one. We're of course, Clinton's always going to be the big one. Yeah. Yeah, flew 26 times. Um, what else do I have? Oh, um, I'm actually a little excited about this. Um, it looks like they're going to make another Scream movie. Scream 4 was awesome. Did oh, you? I liked Scream OG, 4. OG Scream? OG Scream. Originally, I was like, are they just going to reboot this See, or what? Like, how no. do you do Scream without Sydney? Now, I, I, I don't want you to take offense to this, but growing up, I got the scary movies and Scream confused because, well, yeah, because scream, of... Scary movie was parodying Scream. I know that, but what I'm saying is so like when they said, like, oh, Carmen Electra dies in the first one, and I'm like... In Scary Carmen movie she dies, yeah. and the first one well, is Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so, honestly, all the Scream movies are actually pretty good. Like, one is great, four is great, two and three are good. Like, I just rewatched them over Halloween season. I'm like, these are actually all pretty good. They're all just, they're just murder mysteries. It's who, uh, who done it, more or less. Right. And four uh, was really good because it brought back Wes Craven. He basically rehashed the original movie, but made it contemporary. And then it had a, a, a perfect ending to the series. But... 
you could always go further with this kind of thing. I'm a little weird about Wes Craven not being involved. Obviously, he's dead, um, so he kind of can't. Um, but the fact that now they're saying they want to bring back Nev Campbell, they want to bring back uh, David Arquette, they want to bring back Courtney Cox, you have to bring them back. They're the, the three people you bring in. It can be done, and I think there would still be an interest in I mean, that MTV series that I watched a little bit of wasn't great. I get, but it was popular. It went like five seasons, which is Did crazy it really? to me. It went, it went a while. Wow. It, it's like, I mean, it makes sense because MTV is made, it's an MTV show. It's made for teenagers and really dumb 25-year-olds. And really dumb 33-year-olds. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Remember what, <laughs> you remember when he would live tweet Teen Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. An arrow. Uh, Arrow, Arrow, I can understand we more actually, than we, Team we, Wolf. We talked about that the other day about those CW shows. They're like, <laughs> yeah, I Flash thinks Green Arrow is the doable, only good, maybe. good show they did was Smallville, and Smallville, Smallville got bad the second Aquaman came on. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the moment. That was the cliff. Like it was really good in an Aquaman episode. Like he's at the water, and then you just see a guy jump out. I'm Aquaman. <laughs> Watch me talk oh. to this fucking sunfish. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. Stop it. It's fucking stupid. Um, today it looks like the, it's not official confirmation but it is in discussion that they will be making a Joker sequel. Um, I, so I, I heard that they are, and I heard that they aren't. So, so what, what's it happening? It came out that they are, and that th- they also want Todd Phillips to develop uh, more DC origin films. And then it came out that, no, there's no discussion for more DC origin films right now. But they be? are in discussion. I mean, they have they, they have to make a sequel to, jo- sequel to Joker because the motherfucker became the first ever... R-rated movie to gross $1 billion. There we go. It's the most profitable comic book movie of all time. The most pro- That is crazy. Mm. To make I still that haven't one. seen it. To, and to be that profitable and be rated R is wild. And even with all the backlash and all the fears that it was going to cause shootings and make people go crazy. Shut the fuck it, up. One inc- motherfucker got sh- stabbed. Shut the fuck up, incel. Yeah. Like, it, it's... <laughs> okay, it, boomer. I, I, dude, these motherfuckers were so badly rooted for someone to go crazy because of this fucking you know, movie. You know what's funny? That, like, not, like, I completely forgot about that whole fucking thing. Yeah. Until you brought it up right now. The and now it's was so crazy upset. to me. Like, I, I literally have heard, I haven't heard a single iota. All I see... No! Because there wasn't just, any reason. Is him dancing on the stairs and the memes and then Obviously, it's like this is my life right now, and then him like getting run over by yeah, the car. Yeah, and dude, like it's, it's hilarious, dude. It's it was never at any point gonna inspire someone to f- suddenly be like, oh man, I didn't realize I gotta kill a bunch of people. Like, like it, it's a fucking silly theory. The media wanted a bad guy to blame on shootings because they can't find one. They first they want to blame guns, and they want to blame video games, and they want to blame a character in a specific movie. So now let me ask because I sure. this, this is a movie I still haven't seen, and yeah. we, we mentioned it earlier about Eddie Murphy. Um, do you think? Is Joaquin Phoenix going to get a nomination? I, I don't know. He's gonna. He, no one else should beat him right now. That's how good he is. No, he, it's not even close. It's, I'm only because I still haven't seen it. it yet. I just don't. I know. haven't. I, of all the movies I've seen this year, and I've seen some fantastic ones, the only performances that performance that comes close for me, and it still isn't in the same stratosphere, is Robert Pattinson in the Lighthouse. He, he was deserves a nomination. And Joaquin is still better. Joaquin's performance. I just rewatched Joker the other night because I got a copy of it, and I was I was blown away even more the second time. I still haven't and seen it because yet. I picked up on the nuances and the little ticks of what he was doing. Yeah. He was sensational. I mean, the best performances I've seen this year. They're not putting actor supporting actor. It's uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe in the same movie, uh, Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Pesci, Pacino, De Niro in The Irishman, and Eddie Murphy in Dolomite. 
is my name. Those are my like definitive performances right now. And Joaquin is like, Josh, you saw it too. Joaquin is just, he completely separated himself from Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. He made a distinct performance that stands above the comic book genre, even more than Heath Ledger's did. Because Heath Ledger's, as great as it was, is in the box of a comic book movie. This didn't have to be Joker. This could have been anything. And it separated itself from the idea of just Joker. It didn't become Joker until the last... 30 minutes. Yeah. It was there but it wasn't. It's it's almost like this like this role of the Joker can only be personified by the actors that play it. Yeah. So like so Unless like you're Jared like, Leto. No, 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 I mean you can <laughs> it even, did personify cuz it no, was a shit performance in a shit movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. You could you could still say listen, you're not Jared Leto's Joker. You're either Nicholson's Joker or you're Ledger's Joker. Yeah. And then the fact that you're saying that Joaquin is just his own Joker, that alone yeah. tells you what that, that, well, how a standalone as a performance is. The big difference like, is that he wasn't he wasn't out? Joker yet. It was interesting to see that it was this this descent and this unraveling to become Joker and kind of an already broken man. But I'm interested to see how they would possibly do a sequel because I think the biggest mistake they would make is trying to redo what they did in the first one. You need to make a different style. You need to make a different story. Oh, December 17th, fuck you. Yeah, you got to wait a bit. I mean, I have a copy now, but it, it does have uh, hard-coded Korean subtitles. Yeah, I'm all right. Um, so, I'll, I'll, I'll just wait. But it, it, they're not distracting. Dude, the best move, the, honestly, right now my favorite movie this year is a Korean film. Like, oh, no, you were telling me about Parasite, Parasite might yeah. be my favorite film this year. Um, which, if you can deal with subtitles, I'll have to give that to you soon, because oh. it'll fucking blow your mind. If you like Inglorious Bastards, then you can deal the with subtitles. The whole movie is subtitles, though, That's but right. once you're into it, once you kind of pick up on what's happening, you, yeah. you're just in. Okay. You're all in. I'm in. Um, okay, so I saw this story today. Um, so the Harriet Tubman movie came out recently, right? Uh, it's just called it? Harriet. Yeah, it came out I recently. I don't even know about it. Of course, because it. it's not the kind of movie that you're looking... It's not a movie that gets no, big it's not even, yeah, I wasn't even. I wasn't yeah. even aware. I so, knew they were making one. I wasn't even so aware it came it was even out. Released. Um, and then his story comes out today that back in the nineties, um, they were trying to make a Harriet Tubman movie, right? Okay. And the studio, the guy, this guy wrote a script, and the studios were all like, "Yeah, this is great. This is great. Can we cast Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman?" Julia Roberts, <laughs> Pretty Woman. <laughs> Imagine, imagine Harriet Tubman walking in a pretty woman and, and costume. Someone goes, someone, someone there's like, you can't cast Julia Roberts in this. She's white. And they said the audience won't know the difference. Dude, instead of you wait, can't make wait. a movie about Harriet Tubman. Like, um, I'm making a movie about Martin Luther King, and I want Paulie Shore. <laughs> yeah, imagine you make a Martin Luther King movie with Paul Mooney. Yeah, give me a Malcolm X movie. Wait, <laughs> wait. So you see Julia, you see Harriet Tubman, but it's Julia Roberts, but she's dressed like Pretty Woman. I want, and instead of Richard Greer pulling up, it's Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> give me a Malcolm X movie with Ethan Hawke. Oh That's what I want. Fuck. Just give me a Nelson Mandela movie with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, that makes <laughs> like, me want to throw up. Yeah, like you can't make a Harriet yep. Tubman movie. Instead, it's like, it's like in the guys. It's, it's filmed in a style of punked. The whole yeah, time. <laughs> punked. It's like hey, it's like you thought you got freed. Prank. <laughs> this ain't the Underground Railroad. It's Candyland. I'm Calvin Candy. <laughs> oh, but like that. Just like so, uh, we always talk about how they, you know, they have to cast black actors in white roles. They won't try to cast fucking Harry, Harriet Tubman as Julia Roberts. This is perfect. Again, <laughs> you you want to you talk about serendipitous again? Listen to ONA today. But they're they're talking. Rest Mona God, Lisa smile. No, well, that that too. But they were God rest his soul. Patrice O'Neill's like, don't make a, don't make a white person black because I want to see it. Make him white if he's white. Don't make him black yeah, if he's black. Well, exactly. Wise words from Patrice O'Neill. Love you, dog. But like, 
it's the truth. Like, the only time that there's an exception that I could think of, and it's silly, but in the Daredevil movie, Michael Clark Duncan is Kingpin. Fine. Josh Farr, we're talking about killer. that. Yeah. He's, um, he was a great now, Kingpin. I, I Terrible just, movie, I, I great just, Kingpin. I just can't think of any other examples, but I, that doesn't necessarily bother I'm, me. I'm like, sure there's a million. Like, like I rem- actually, I just thought another one. So when they remit, granted the, fan, the, the the Fantastic Four, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan as the human torch. Pissed. We're pissed. Why? Then, like, it just doesn't they make, did it doesn't bother shoehorn me. in the whole adopted angle. Sure. That's but, why he was related but to, was that what it was? She was adopted. She. Oh, sorry. What, Sue Storm was adopted, She was adopted, yeah. Whatever. I mean, like, it's just, it's. People are mad about what's it's his name and, it in. And playing Commissioner Gordon, um, oh, Jeffrey yeah, Wright. Shut up. From uh, from Westworld, like. Doesn't matter. He's about. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. actor. Who gives a matter. shit? It, it, yes, if you make a movie about George Washington and you put Morgan Freeman in the role, that's a problem. Yes, that's hilarious. If you make a Malcolm X movie and you put in Ethan Hawke, that's a problem. That's a big problem. But with fictional characters where race is not relevant to the story, people bitching about it being social justice or just as bad as social justice warriors. Yeah, facts. It, race does not. If it is not part of the crucial storyline, you shouldn't fucking care. Unless you're a racist. Yeah, unless you're a racist. <laughs> unless you're a racist. I don't like calling people racist, but if it bothers you that much, you're probably a well, racist. And if you're a racist, then listen, listen, if that's what you, you're about, I can't tell you you shouldn't be. That I can't tell people what their prerogative is. I think it makes you fucking stupid if it bothers you that much. No, it's a it makes, makes you very ignorant. Get mad about a superhero movie, someone being fucking black. Who gives a fuck? It doesn't bother me. Who gives a shit? Just don't make listen, Batman black I, yet. <laughs> yeah. I listen, I just, I just don't have... Uh, this is silly. This is silly to say it like this. So it's like, a, like maybe it comes from like a privilege that I have... Where I, I don't know, but you better like, check your white privilege, right? Ugh. But what I'm saying is, is that I just like I don't have the time to really like. It's irrelevant. They're complain fake. Complain about fake. shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like They're fake. Who gives a fuck? People play pretend for yeah. money, dude. People weren't mad about Morgan Freeman as president in Deep Impact. You know, okay. before, well before Obama. So uh, Ed Norton was just on JRE about yeah. two weeks ago, and he was literally talking. Yeah, and he was talking about literally the same exact thing, where it's like, oh, it's a very masculine thing. It's like, dude, we literally. We, we put on makeup, we play dress up, and we yeah, play other he, people. The, the line that like, he said was, um, if you scratch an actor, you'll see how quickly they become an actress. Yes. Like, it, well, which is sexist, guys. It's sexist. This is also the guy that was in Fight Club. I think he knows what he's American fucking History talking X. about. American He's History an X. amazing actor. And he was he, also Larry Flint's lawyer. Um, Josh, should we see what the top songs of the week are? We can. Okay. I think see. we should. I really what was the guy to. last week that I tweeted you about the other day? Kicked his mom out of the house he bought uh, her? Oh, uh, uh, young, young Boy Never Broke Again. Young Boy Never Broke. Can you find out for your brother if he's a fan of that? <laughs> so, so speaking of, because the uh, one of the artists you mentioned last week is it was Mustard featuring Bobby Riff. <laughs> Mustard featuring Relish. So I was, so I uh, the Grammy nominations came out. I was. They're we're gonna all, go over. The, we're gonna go over there those soon. Okay. Well, I'm saying real quick, they're all trash. Of and that song that we listened to, right, is now is nominated. Of course it for is. best hip hop song. Well, because it's the not even a hip hop song. The Grammys aren't. It's necessarily, an R&B song. The Grammys aren't necessarily about what the uh, the, the best R- song no, no, actually no, no. is. It's, it's about sales. Sales. Correct. Sales. Yeah. Which is why. Like tools nominated four times, and yeah, like, so, which I'm happy about. I think they got three, is what it is. I think they got uh, seven. Empus, uh, Fear rock, Inoculum rock got nominated al- twice. Rock album, rock performance, and metal, and performance. metal performance. Yeah, which yeah. is fair. Uh, right. So, how do you want to handle? Start from the ten again. How do you, you want to handle repeats? Just not listen to yeah, them. Don't don't yeah, play if, repeats. If they're okay. still tell there. us what the new ones are and what position All right, they are. So ten and nine are repeats. Ten okay. is uh, Roxanne from okay. Arizona Zervas. I feel like I remember it. Number nine is number nine is Bandit by Juice World and Young. Boy never broke again. Okay, uh, number eight is a new one. Okay, let's, let's hear it. Is it someone you know? No. Okay, let's hear it. Good. If it starts out the same fucking way, it's going to. Look, here it goes. Whoa. See? Whoa. Whoa. If I write you, girl, well, you reply. Follow my command. Come on, girl, comply. You only want me because my life's Hold on, time out. 
Yeah. Started from the beginning. I, I, he he made he made a Fred Durst rhyme just now, like Fred Durst rhymed here with here. Listen, hold on. If I write your girl well, you reply. Reply. Follow my commands. Come on, girl, comply. Comply. Crash. Okay. Televised. Televised. Doesn't rhyme. Lies. Auto tune lets you rhyme anything. Tonight. Yo. You cut off a syllable and it rhymes, Yo, too. His bars are trash. All right, turn like, this off. What is this? This is Reply featuring Lil Uzi Vert Ugh. by A Boogie With The Hoodie. I hate... I've never heard A Boogie With The Hoodie song until now, <laughs> but I hate the name The Boogie With The Hoodie. Yo, Lil, You're an asshole. Yo, Lil, You're an asshole with an asshole name. Lil Uzi Vert has been trash for so fucking long. The name is trash. Why does everyone have to be Lil now? Well, because... There's a few. Well, because everyone wanted to just copy Lil Wayne and... Like, but, but Lil, Lil Wayne put Bow out, Wow. Yeah, but, uh, but <laughs> at least he was a kid. Yeah, but like Lil Wayne at least put out one of the best yeah, hip hop sure, albums of all sure, time. Yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? All right, what do we have next? that's not a repeat. And what number is it at? All right, so What's next is number bling seven. Bling. Number seven is not a repeat. Okay. Do you know who this is? No. Oh. I know the featured artist. Here we go. More. more is more a young piano. boy never broke again? No. More piano. Yeah. It's, more. More. Okay. Interludes. It's chick. Still the same. Still trash. Yeah. I like hearing when they talk about their Gucci. All right, let me hear where it's gonna go. I don't mind. I am. This. I am fucking irritated. I want to hear where it picks up, where it's gonna go. Watch, this is the whole song. I don't mind it taking a very easy tone early on. She's got a decent voice. Wait for the trap beat. Yeah, once I hear that. All right, Josh, who is this? Uh, this is None of Your Concern. Yes, it's none of your fucking concern. Featuring Big Sean by Janae Iko. Big Sean is pretty good. Big Sean at, at one this point isn't, this was isn't, really good. This isn't the worst thing I've heard. No. At least it's different than the other stuff. This is very R&B-ish. Yeah, I, I, I think it's I'm still fine trash. With, I'm fine with this. I think it's still trash. But it's not good, but I'm fine with no. it. All right, well, all right. Uh, next uh, is number six. Uh, let's listen. Do you know this? No. Oh. I already hate it. <sighs> All these beats. Uh, All right, hold on. Just we gotta we gotta be quiet for a second. Turn this off. No, this isn't terrible. Nope. No. Really? Turn this off. This is terrible. I mean, the guy's name is terrible, uh, but I, I feel like... Uh, is it, wait, hold on. Is his name actually terrible, or are we just like saying that <laughs> What's it's terrible? What's his name? Is it... uh, so this is a Bop by the baby. Yeah, terrible. Oh, the baby sucks. That dude. was not good. That was sucks, not good. Dude. Dude. Right, he just right. got nominated uh, for a fucking Grammy too. From last week, uh, highest in the room by Travis Scott. Travis Scott's okay. Um, I can live with Travis. Let's Scott. move on to number four. We know this person. Yeah, okay. We. Who's we? Yeah. Your. 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 Let's see. What your, is this? Your group. All these fucking openings that just take forever to get to anything. <sighs> so boring. Like, it doesn't set a mood. Like, oh my yeah, it's, god. It's like trying to say, like, you guys ready for this experience? You're about to. Who? Billie Eilish? Yeah. yeah. I, I dig Billie. I'm actually down with Billie Eilish. She's very, very talented. Who hurt you? Are you okay? Where do you think you'll be in 10 years? <laughs> hey. Please tell me about how your parents treated you. Hey, Billie, show me on the doll. <laughs> Billy, what repressed memories do you have that made you bury your face in that pillow? <laughs> hey, 
I don't this, what, see. What? I I dig her. Her music's not bad. Like it's different. She, yeah, she's different and she's very unique and creative. So yeah, I have and I have her, no her brother do all her beats together. This is fine by me. What's I, the name of this song? Uh, Everything I wanted. Okay. Okay. Everything go to next. I wanted. This is the first one I've heard that I'm like, okay, not bad. All right. Uh, number three is next. Uh, I don't know this person. Still hope okay. for humanity with Billy Eilish. Real talk. You notice no rock. None whatsoever. No. Not, dude, rock is dead for the most part. Real talk. Honestly. I mean, I would need. I I don't even need rock. Just some instruments. Just some instruments, maybe. Someone with like you know that it doesn't <laughs> have 50 writers and producers and. Again, starts out slow. Dun, dun, dun. I wait, he just said slip it in. <laughs> Scoop it and dip it in. So we said in twice, he rhymed in. Okay. Okay. So Turn it off! Turn it off! Turn it off! It's fucking awful. I just want to. He's very ambidextrous. Yeah, he can fucking spit. That shit is awful. I just. I. I. Well, he, he, he runs he said, in within. Uh, I, I know. He's a Fred Durst rhyme. I understand uh. that. No. No. Listen. Now you want to. This is literally their cadence. You're not even. You're not even properly. You're not properly double timing. No. There's no flow. What is that? That is the take featuring Chris Brown. By Tory Lanez. Okay. Tory Lanez is actually an what okay artist. And listen, Chris Brown, very, very, very talented. Yeah, beating he up beat women her, in the back of yeah, limos. he beat her with an umbrella. Ella, <laughs> okay. Ella. Uh -huh. Oh, boo. All right, number two. Right. Sorry, Bo Burnham. Yo, just have the just have, have like the church choir in the back. That's what this sounds like. Uh, this makes me wish I had prostate believe cancer. Believe I can fly. This Prostate is, cancer? Well, yeah, I wish I had it. I wish you did too. You know, fucking put a finger in my ass. <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? Now, okay, so okay, right, Josh, we're good there. Again. So I have my 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 issue here is that a lot of these beats, while good, is that these guys like they, they literally have a metronome, they have a click track in their headphones to keep on time and on beat. The reason why someone like a Mac Miller, a Logic, a J Cole, a K Dot are so fucking good because not only can they rhyme off beat, but it, but the, there's substance to their lyrics. There's no substance here. It's all about sucking and fucking and licking and dripping and sicking and then and then and like and listen, you just did a better rap than they do on you're, here. You're not Busta Rhymes. Stop your shit and do something different. Dude, they sound like... Be unique. It sounds like it wasn't me. <laughs> which, by the way, which, by the way, Shaggy with that one song is better than every single hip-hop artist today. Yeah. All right, Real what's talk. next? Uh, next is... Lenny this Kravitz. Is one. This is number one. Lenny Kravitz is a better fucking rapper. Do you know, do you know who this is? Uh, no, but hold on. This person might have been on the list already. Doesn't matter. Play it again. No. Just play We're it. We'll tell you if we it's number it. one. Again. Yeah, no, we... No, we did. We listened to it last week. Yeah, turn this off. Trash. Again, trash. Yeah, pure that's, that's trash. Okay, so baby. okay, so do me a favor. Just for shits, because we we missed three of the songs because they were repeats. Four of them. Mm -hmm. What's number? Let's play number eleven. Yeah, what's eleven? Wait, uh, better yet, what's the first rock song by a band that actually plays instruments on there? Hold uh, please. Hold please. Uh, that's not good. Uh, okay, wait, hold on. Can, can I take can I take a guess of who sure, it might take be? A guess. I think it's gonna be Vampire Weekend. That's what I think, and I hate Vampire Weekend. 
That's not Let's true. I don't hate Vampire Weekend. I don't like Vampire Weekend. Yeah, you guys go ahead and talk a little bit while. I'm oh my God, it's that far. So fucking wait, the okay, generation okay. of. So so what other bands do you think? Like like Kings of Leon might be there. I don't know. I don't know if they put out a new song. New. If they put out a new song, Foo Fighters maybe. But they even put out. I'm thinking like stuff that's like recent because the fact that it's changed so much in a matter of a week. I don't know what like bands have put out anything new that would be oh, in the top no. ten of iTunes. Go What's, ahead. Oh no. Oh no. Go ahead. What's, do oh it. no. What? Play it. Don't say nothing. Just do it. Just play it. Just play it. If it's cars for kids, I'll fuck your ass. <laughs> Josh. That was a really good opportunity. Josh, that was like that was prime that was primo. Yeah. <laughs> nope. What is this? Listen to it a little bit. You know who it is. I know who it is, but I don't know who it is. Wait. You know who it is. Is this Passenger? No. No. Is that Sting? No. no. So the, the first rock song on the top 100 sits at number 75, and it's Maroon 5. That's Maroon 5. That yeah. is Adam Levine. You're right. That, trash. Outside trash. of Maroon 5's first uh, album, everything else is not good. Let's see. Maroon 5's first album. 75, and it's Maroon 5. They're not even a rock band anymore. Uh-huh. Maroon 5's first album is amazing. there is not another rock band on this that's list. Pathetic. Wow, that's crazy, dude. I would All think right. Vampire Weekend would be on hear that the, list. Do you want to hear some of the Grammy nominations? Yes. Okay. So record of the year. Um, first off, Hey Ma by Bon Iver. Uh, it's actually okay. pronounced Bony Bear. Is that what it is? Bony Ver? Yeah, yes. I like Bon Iver better. I like Bon Iver too. Uh, I sound like the asshole from Lord of War. Uh, I do, but I prefer it my way. Uh, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Okay. Um, That's my vote. Yep. Yeah, seven Rings, Ariana Grande. No. She's super talented. I, hard, I have no hate. Yeah, Hard Place, Her, H-E-R. Talk by Khaled. Khaled's good. Uh, Old Town Road. Lil Nas X. Yeah. I actually really yeah. like that song. Truth Hurts by Lizzo. She and stinks. Sunflower by Post Malone and Swale. 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 Yeah. I'm going to stick with. Sure. Um, album of the year. Um, What's the difference? Record album? Record is, is a song. Album is an album. Okay. Yeah. Uh, album of the year. Um, I, I by Bon Iver. <laughs> bon Iver. Uh, Norman fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey. I just love that name. Uh, when We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. Okay. Uh, Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. Yeah. I Used to Know Her by Her. Uh, by her. Seven by Lil Nas X, who is one hit wonder, so the fact his album's nominated is hilarious. Um, Good for him, though. Because I Love You Deluxe by Lizzo. Sucks. And Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. See, that's why I think Vampire Weekend Weekends up for Grammy yeah. with that. I would think they would at least have a song uh, in the top song, 100. Song of the year. Okay. Um, Always remember us this way uh, by I, Lady Gaga. That's a good song. Assu- uh, this is from the Stars uh, Stars Born soundtrack. Stars Burn. Uh, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Bring My Flowers Now by Brandy Carlisle. Okay. Hard Place by Ruby uh, Am- Amonfu. Sure. Uh, Lover by Taylor Swift. Norman Fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey. Title track. Um, Someone You Loved. And uh, it says Thomas Tom Barnes, Louis Capaldi, Pete, uh, Pete Gallagher. Uh, oh, by, it's by Louis Capaldi. Okay. Whatever. Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Socks. Uh, best New Artist, Black Pumas, Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Maggie Rogers, uh, Ro- Rosalia, 
Tank and the Bangas and Yola. So um, that it, one's between Lizzo and Billie Eilish. I would, no, I would say between Billie Eilish and Lil Nas. No, because he only had one song. It doesn't matter. It's it, one of the best songs I know, but they of the year. Get, they're never going to give it to someone that only has one song when Lizzo has had uh, multiple songs. Uh, right, I've heard none of them. I, I've heard. I've only heard I've Old Town heard, Road. I've heard none of them, and I've heard nothing but Old You've Town Road. You've heard Truth Road. Hurts. Everyone's heard Truth Hurts no, at this I, point. I yes, you I have. I'm telling you, I haven't. Um, but Billy, I'm going to say Billie Eilish is probably going to win, but Lizzo is a significantly bigger star than Lil Nas X. He'll win for maybe song for record of the year because of how long it was on top, but they're lo- when they give best new artists, they're looking for people with longevity, and Lil Nas X hasn't even had another song cracking in the top 50, so it's going to be one of those two would be my guess. Um, pop solo performance, uh, Spirit by Beyonce, Bad Guy, Billie Eilish, Seven Rings, Ariana Grande, Truth Hurts, Lizzo, and You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift. Um, you fucking tell me what to do. Uh, you need to calm down. Let me see. Let me get to the, some of the other stuff. We already got this stuff out of the way. We don't need dance recording. Do rock or yeah. whatever. Uh, best rock performance. Uh, Pretty Waste by Bones UK. This Land by Gary Clark Jr. History Repeats by Brittany Howard. Woman by Karen O and Danger Mouse. And Too Bad by Rival Sons. Gary Clark Jr. <laughs> is so fucking good. Yeah, awesome. Um, next one, best metal performance. Um, Astrolis, uh, The Great Octopus by uh, Candlemass featuring Tony Iommi. Uh, Human Side by Death Angel. Bow Down by I Prevail. Really Shut good one. Shut the fuck up. They're nominated? Yeah. Uh, Unleashed by Killswitch and Seven Empest by Tool. Best rock song, Fear Inoculum from Tool. Give Yourself a Try, 1975. Harmony Hall, Vampire Weekend. History Repeats. Uh, Brittany Howard, This Land by Gary Clark Jr. Do me a favor. Go back to metal when you're done with sure. that. Sure. Uh, go ahead. So, uh, so read the metal again for me one more time. Uh, uh, Asterolis, The Great Octopus by okay. Candlemass featuring Tony Iommi. Human Side by Death Angel, Bow Down, I Prevail, Unleashed, uh, Kill Switch Engage, and Sevempist by Tool. So I've, I've heard a majority of those songs. I think the one that should win. Is should be Kill Switch Engage. That, that's what out of all those, those that's some of the best metal music you'll you'll listen to. Um, Tool would be the other one. Yeah, the other one that should win that. Uh, I prevail uh, getting I, a nomination. A band uh, like that up. getting a nomination I'm play something is in the good background. enough. I gotta hear this. It's good what enough. Is it? What is the, it? Whatever this song is with Tony Iommi in it. Okay, go ahead. That's fine. Play, play it, it low so I can keep reading these through while it's playing. Um, let's see. Best rock <laughs> album. <laughs> AMO by Bring Me the Horizon. Oh, oh AMO. AMO? Yeah. Uh, Social Cues by KG Elephant. In the End by The Cranberries. Trauma by I Prevail. Feral Roots by Rival Sons. So that's just some of the Grammy nominees. Dude, it, this is some throwback shit. This is old school. This is, this is like some OG Black Sabbath, like some Sweet Leaf. Yeah. You know what I mean? Masters of Reality and I shit like this. that. I, 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 I sound, dig this I sound like I sound like Jimmy right I now. I dig the music. Those stinks. Roger Dolce, shut up, you geriatric fuck. <laughs> now nah, you, you tell. Wait, what do you, what do you call Roger Dolce? You talentless nothing. That's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. All right. That's uh, not bad. That's, I'll probably scope that on the way this. home. Honestly. Yeah, I'm adding this. Guys, I saw this now. article the other day. Um, Did you? About teen slang words. Um, it was what? like something warning parents about the Wait, teen slang words. Sla- oh, Wait, slang words or slang words? Slang words. Slang words. What? You said uh, slang. Yeah, you did slang. say you said it kind of weird. Okay, slang words. Because I was slang. like, I thought of like dungeon layer or right, dragon so layer. He's like, let's see. I don't know. Um, so these are uh, teen words. Uh, it's a parent's dictionary. Let's read some of these. Wait, what did Josh's brother say? I'll give him the smoke. <laughs> I'll give him the smoke. <laughs> Do you guys know what a, a visco girl is? 
a VSCO girl. Visco? Yeah. I do. It's something about what, a, what is something it, Josh? About a I, so I don't know the exact definition, but uh, you said you so knew. VSCO is like uh, like a like an Instagram alternative. Yeah, it's uh, the term comes from that, and um, it's uh, it's about f- girls that do that. I was, a, um, I was okay. Say it, was like a, it has something to do with like a viscous substance. So what's SKSKSK? Um, Visco girls can often be heard saying to the confusion of many. This is the sound you make when you hit lots of keys at once on your keyboard. That's not true. Yep. Um, here's another one. And I oop. And I oop. Drag queen Jasmine, uh, Jasmine Masters said and I oop in a viral video clip, which sent the internet and, yes, and eventually the Visco girls section of the internet into a tizzy. And you could say and I oop when someone says something unexpected, unexpected or provocative. All right, okay, Boomer. I'm so done with those memes. They like, I'm still down with the Epstein memes, but okay, Boomer's okay. Worn Boomer's out. still kind of funny just because Epstein is like it's up just there. It's and just then everywhere. Up like it's not. It's like the Epstein memes have are like a corner of the internet. Yeah, like right. people that are still finding funny. Everyone's doing okay, Boomer. The, That's when it gets the only chill. okay Boomer meme is still funny is Baby Yoda. Uh, <laughs> let's see, uh, Karen um, is a new one. Uh, she's right up there with Felicia. A Karen is typically used to refer to an entitled mom. Oh Those yeah, be a bit irritating. Karen, Diane, uh, some of these are like. Bruh. Bruh. Bruh's been around a while. Um, a, a Chad. A Chad is a hyper-masculine and overly sexual young man. I actually say okay. bruh every once cis, in a while. Cis can be used in multiple ways. If someone like asks you what happened and you respond with <laughs> cis, it means there's a whole lot of drama that unfolded, and there's a whole lot more to the story. And cis can also be used to term demon. A stan, we know what a stan is. Um, What's that? Like a, like a fucking... Like Eminem, like stan. When someone's like a freak about something, they're a stan. You a fake, a phony, a, a stan, a pussy. That's, I still that's, kick your ass. That's the first time I've heard that, to be You've honest. You've never heard that? No, Dude, no. Nas dropped it on Jay-Z and Ether. You a fan, a phony, a, a stan, a pussy. You fake. You still th- um, 36 in a karate class. Like, then, I, then, I've, then I've heard it, but I've never yeah, heard like it Yeah, that's like people used. call it, like, when someone's like a super fan, they call him a stan. Since that song, more or less. I, I, I just call him a fanboy. Or um, like a... Squad, we know what squad is. I hate that. Hundo P. Hundo P means 100%. You, 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 listen, you, you need, is this what you need Could to do? Could you just say 100%? Josh. And it also takes longer to text Hundo P than 100%. Josh, you need to just call your brother. We'll read these to him, and I want to hear what he has to say about it. No, him. don't no, call him. No. Uh, Savage, we know what that is. Fire, we know what fire is. Yeah, fire's great. Yeah, it's fire's fire. fine. We say that. Um, sorry to this man. In a what? Vanity Fair video featuring a polygraph test, uh, K.K. Palmer was asked about former Vice President Dick Cheney in relation to her time on the TV series True Jackson VP. When the interviewer presented her with a photograph of him, she said she didn't know who he was and that if he came up to her on the street, she wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man, she said, pushing the photo back about Dick Cheney. Okay. Um, same. We know what same is. A mood. This is another phrase. A mood. Oh, I know about that. Okay, what does that mean? What are you in a mood? No, I just mean like okay, so like, um, brilliant, Josh. Absolutely, it's hard brilliant. to explain. All right, so like, I I have a couple of employees who are on the younger uh, spectrum. One of them happens to be a sorority girl, so I hear these words uh, all so the time. Right. This is the description. Mood is similar to same, except that it is a full body relatable feeling. Yeah. Let's set the scene. There is snow on the ground and it's nine degrees outside. Scrolling Facebook, you see a photo of a cat, cat wrapped up in a tight, fuzzy blanket with just his nose sticking out. Yeah. Mood. Yeah. So like, uh, last oh week, that. Yeah. No, I've seen that. Last week. Uh, so I'm getting ready. I've actually. Done I, I had to work before. the morning that I went to the wedding last week. Okay. And this girl who's in the sorority works on Fridays. She gets out of school. She comes to work. So I'm like, she's like, oh Josh, what are you doing tonight? You gonna you gonna party? And I was like, well, actually, I'm going to a wedding. I'm thinking I'm probably gonna you know do some margaritas, have a good time. She goes, yo, whole ass mood. Oh. What? Um, okay. <laughs> That's new. That's yeah. terrible. Yaz. We know what Yaz is. Yaz. Um, I'm dead. 
about being yeah V V take a guess on what V means uh, okay so this is the uh, this is the formation that Gordon Bombay <laughs> the, the came up body. with in the, in right, the what flying would you really, what do you really think the slang V, v? means yeah Vagina. what do you think okay Josh I don't know I couldn't um, it's very simple very oh okay uh, I'm so sick oh, of these absolutely, fucking absolutely, asshole millennials. I've, I've seen that before. Like, now you uh, know. I'm so sick you know. of these assholes. To, uh, d- d- Twitter gave you more characters so you could spell words out. <laughs> okay. And the fact that you are <laughs> and right P. now. Wait, wait, listen, it, there are a few things that really piss me off. And I know saying it, you guys are going to end up just doing it for the rest of the fucking time for me. Is that whenever I talk to Bob and he says, oh, I'm feeling this RN. Fuck yourself, dude. I hate RN. I do fuck hate RN. yourself. Well, I, I do RN from now no, on. No, you can't. You can't. Uh, you do can't, it to no. me. I'll block your fucking uh, number. Like, I blocked you, you on Twitter when you hated Alice's restaurant. Fuck yourself. Uh, chill. Chill can mean well a lot. We we don't need to go into Yo, chill. chill. Uh, yeet. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeet's funny. I, I don't know I Yeet's funny. Okay, so Yeet is... Yeet. Yeet. Uh, so there's this Vine video... Uh, where this chick throws like a fucking it doesn't even matter what it is she throws it down the hallway at her high school and she yells yeet while she does it and it's so stupid they named uh, the internet at large so there's a company out there called High Point and they make the cheapest guns possible okay cool uh, they, fuck them they made killing on a budget they, they made uh, they refreshed their product line last year and they put one of their uh, models on the internet to be named by the internet okay. at large and they've named it and, Yeet and the the internet named it the Yeet Cannon that's awesome. Okay, at one. least the internet did that. That's um, okay, as soon awesome. as it was available. Okay, uh, Gucci. Gucci. Uh, yeah, yeah, Another variation of good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's Gucci. Uh, What's we Gucci? know we know what woke means. Um, shade. We know what shade is. I only learned what bet means recently, and I hate bet. Oh, I like bet. Bet's 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 okay. Bet's doable. Uh, no cap. Uh, I don't know about that. That basically means no lie. When someone adds no cap to a sentence, it serves as a statement that they're not lying. But what's a cap? It can also be used as the converse cappin, which means lion. Why are you cappin? <laughs> that is, uh, that's, that's pretty dumb. Uh, tea. T-E-A. Like the drink, tea. There are multiple ways to have your tea. You can sip it or you can spill it. If you're sipping your tea, that means you're minding your own business. Oh, that's the Kermit the Frog yeah. meme. That's uh, what that is. This is the last one. E-boy or e-girl. Uh, electronic boy? Nope. Um, the uh, close. Um, the internet often says these are active internet users, often stereotyped as having an emo punk rock style. The term is gaining on TikTok. So you're an e boy. Facts. <laughs> He's a C boy, a cunt. <laughs> I always no, do you remember, do you remember when we went to the Yankees game? We took a picture and then we were squad AF. Do you remember that? I'm, I literally want to. I want to put my head through that fucking plate glass window right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I can't be that mad because I was like, I was drunk. I'm like, yo, someone do hard style with me. Right. No one wanted to fucking do get, it. You're the only should one. Should we get into football now, Josh? You want to set up? Yeah. yeah. Um. So while we're doing that, right, I'll quick. So go over. I was, was going to say, do you want to just talk for a minute? I really got. I'm about to piss. Okay. Myself. Yeah. I'll talk for a minute. Um. Josh, while you're setting up, I'll tell my uh, my short West Melford masterpiece theater. This oh, week. that's perfect. Um. This one won't involve sex. It'll just involve what uh, a wood oh. a, a woods party. So tune in, in next week in West Melford would be like. Um, so we used to do these parties in the woods because, you know, if you didn't have a, a house that you could party at because of parents or whatever, there's so much, so much woods in West Melford. Parents or whatever. Yeah, parents, whatever. You would just go to the woods because the woods are deep and you don't think cops are going to show up. Uh, so one of these parties, I have this friend. Uh, we will call him Tom. Uh, Tom is about 5'1", and he is... Uh, like a bodybuilder, he's fucking huge. He he's a he's a beast physically. Um, Tom is a very reckless drunk. 
And he gets very, very silly when he's drunk. And he's not, for being this insanely jack guy, he's not like a violent dude, but he likes getting, you know, like roughhousing. I would say roughhousing. One of these woods parties, Tom decided to run full bore near a fire at one of our friends, who then did um, like a, a wrestling move where he flipped him up in the air over his shoulders. Tom landed on his ankle and it snapped. The moment his ankle snapped and he was like, it didn't like, you know, it wasn't a compound fracture, but he clearly broke it, was in pain. The moment he realized it was broken, guess who shows up in the woods, guys? Oh. The fucking police. police. So we had, we then had to carry Tom out of the woods as we made our escape from the fucking cops. And mind you, there was not just alcohol at this party. There was weed. There was definitely cocaine. Oh, okay. There was definitely other paraphernalia. And two people got caught having sex. And we had to carry Tom down the woods with a broken ankle as we made our escape. And my, like, again, Tom was 5'1", but he is like a bodybuilder. He's like 200 pounds at 5'1". And it's like this little rock you're carrying, like a boulder you're carrying downhill. It's like a shitty version of, oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah, kind of. It was like, oh, brother, you asshole. (laughs) It was fucking awful. Um, I love Tom. He is one of the most fun people. This is a friend I had that would shit his pants in public regularly. Do I know this person? Uh, I, you, you've heard about him. Okay. Um, he would like he would take so much protein and eat so much that he would just shark. Like one time we're at the bar in town and we're at the urinal and I hear him fart and he's like Dan, I'm like, what's up dude? I need you to go to my house to get me underpants. What? So I had to go to his house. I Who go calls in, it underpants? I go into his room. In fucking first grade. I go into his room and I'm going through his fucking dresser drawers and his mom comes downstairs. She's like, did he have an accident again? <laughs> like, it's like a normal thing. What's up with the mall at the urinal? And he's like, I need you to go to the Macy's and buy me underwear. <laughs> go to Macy's. <laughs> buy me underwear. <laughs> All right. So we are headed into week 12 of the NFL season. Uh, Taylor had his first week where he gained ground and he gained a game. I'll take it, dude. So uh, I am still in first place at 160 and 1. Taylor at uh, Josh is in second at ninety eight sixty two and one, and Taylor is ninety six sixty four and one. What was the one game I picked that you guys didn't? Do we, do we know? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, I, I, uh, I don't. I honestly don't remember. Because well, I, you picked the Eagles over the Patriots. Yeah, that's the one. That I was did. the one that, that you fucked up. Yeah, yeah you would have had a better week. But now you sit two games behind uh, Josh, and you sit four behind me. Uh, you went twelve and two last week, and Josh and I both won eleven and three. You picked a bad week to have your best week, but your best week nonetheless. Um, so, a couple things before we head into week 12. Uh, the NFL is currently trying to push a 17-game season. Nope. It should not happen. Nope, should. It will not happen. The players don't want it. Uh, they, the NFL wants, desperately wants to get rid of preseason, which I understand why, but you're also well, completely get, cutting out the opportunity for players that otherwise would well, not make the team. I would say you, you, uh, you have the ability for like to look at like undrafted stars. Correct. So like someone like a Philip Lindsay would have the opportunity to make the team. A- exactly. You know? um, and they want, they want to at least cut it down to two games, which I think would be fine, but the the biggest thing in the next collective bargaining agreement will be the elimination of Thursday night football, which all the players want for the most part, which, which I, I fully think should happen. Which, uh, Maybe so, a couple Thursday night games a year. I the first week say, of the season, this, last week. This whatever. year, the Thursdays haven't been all that terrible, but the first couple years, the Thursday games, for the most but part, have been absolutely My trash. biggest problem is, don't tell me you care about player safety, and then they're making guys play on Thursday after they play it on Sunday. Play on Thursday, and then not 
to mention you want to add you want to add more games. There was the you original should, thing they wanted to make eighteen game schedule. Yeah. Well, yeah. the only reason th- this is how you get Thursday night games to happen. Teams only have Thursday night games when they're coming off their bye week. That's the only way it should happen if if safe if yeah. player safety is paramount to you. So stupid. I don't even want to talk about the Colin Kaepernick thing because I'm so sick of it. I'm mm-hmm. sick of both the NFL and Colin Kaepernick on both sides. They're both liars. They're both phony. It's not transparent at all on either side. I'm done with it. Done with it. Yeah, with I, it. I, I, so I think it's, we just don't give it the time of day because no, it's done. not worth our so time. So why don't we just get into this. Uh, Thursday night, Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. The Texans are four-point favorites at home. Josh. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans here. Uh, they lost a bad one to the Ravens. A really bad one. The first game um, in Deshaun Watson's career that he lost by more than one possession, which and, is crazy. Uh, going back to high school. And, yep. you know, they're the home team. Uh, you expect them to bounce back. Deshaun Watson is not a bad player. He's a great He's quarterback. A great player. He's a he great player. He was in the MVP player. running until last week. Uh, I, I, I like them to bounce back here at home. Okay. Uh, I do agree with you that Deshaun um, – I am picking the Colts, but I do agree with you that Deshaun Watson is the is more part of the reason that they're going to succeed in the sure. future as opposed sure. to the problems that they have currently. Um, but I just think that the Colts are just going to come out on fire yeah. um, after they didn't really play all too well last week. I mean, like, for still – I mean, they, they demolished Nick Foles. I, they but, demolished Nick Foles, but, and they ran the ball all over. Over him. But a here, very good defensive line. But too. He, but here's the thing: that's only that's only the tip of the iceberg for them. Sure. Jacoby El, J- Jacoby Elsberg, Jesus. Jacoby Brissett did not play his best game, but he did. He played well enough. Yeah. And Like I said, and the running game very bailed, good defensive line, and the running game bailed him out. But so, they did lose Marlon Mack for a while. Yes, which definitely does broke the risk. Um, but, but behind that line, outside of that, um, also because the Colts had the greatest touchdown celebration, Quentin Nelson gets his first career touchdown, yeah. and then he celebrates with a keg stand. Yeah. Shout out to you. Um, I, um, but I'm gonna pick the Colts. I am also taking the Colts, and again, it's because T.Y. Hilton owns the Houston Texans. So I, that's what I thought earlier earlier in the year when I we had uh, they you played earlier. The year, the I picked the Texans, time. and T.Y. Hilton had two touchdowns, yeah. 145 yards. Yeah. He I'm not doing them. that again. He yeah. owns them. I mean, it, it was it's especially because Andrew Luck owned them. He was like 11 and 0 against them or some shit, some wild. Andrew shit. Luck was always good in the division. Yeah, man. he always. So does. I'm also taking the Colts. Uh, the next game, the Miami Dolphins coming off a loss to the Buffalo Bills against the Cleveland Browns, coming off their win over the Steelers. But all anyone wanted to talk about was Miles Garrett and the brawl at the end of it. Uh, completely. So, uh, took the shine off what was their most impressive victory of the year on both sides of the ball. Uh, so, real quick, not their most impressive victory. Most impressive victory was over Baltimore early in the season, Fair. which is crazy if, that they put up a burger on Baltimore. But at the same time, just to get it out of the way, Miles Garrett, easy done for the rest of the season. If, I don't. I think he's going to get a, a reduced because there is a precedent for this. I understand. But what I'm saying is, is that he used it as a deadly weapon. Now, again, we could argue and we could debate till the end of time. My personal opinion and feeling on it, you give him this year, you give him minimum 68 games next year. Six, six, so, 68. Six, like they, they went from 17-game season to a 68-game <laughs> I got way too ahead of myself. (laughs) Six to eight games next year. Because if you really want to send a message, because what he did, I mean, we've seen people throw punches. We've seen fights. We've seen all these things. No, I agree. Because he did kick kick him in the um, balls. And he tried taking off his helmet first. Like, you you started it. Miles Garrett tried to finish it. Not condoning what Miles Garrett did, but you were trying to rip off this dude's helmet who is 6'5", 270. You stupid asshole. Now, it was over until Mason Rudolph got back in his face and he... 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mason Rudolph's a kid that he starts a fight now, and then says his dad's going to sue you. Now, yeah, he's, he wears boat shoes yeah. on the rig. Yeah. But like I said, my other, my other thing too is that, I, I listen, even though Pouncey got a very, very light punishment for, for what he did, because in reality he should have been suspended a lot longer. Sure. But I think the NFL watched the film, took that into account, saw exactly what happened, just defended his guy. That's all he did. I think, and anyone else would react the same way. I think, so, if my, I, I think personally that Miles Garrett will play again this year, and I think that um, if he does, if the suspension is upheld to six games through the rest of the season, he will play the full 16 next year because there's precedent with a specific game. I forgot which team it was, but it was just four years ago where a guy took off his helmet and swung it at an opposing player didn't have their helmet on, and he got a two-game suspension. So the NFL put themselves in a box. They have legal precedent. I don't I, remember I, I'm, specifically, I'm I don't but I, I learned this today because of um, his uh, agent that is working on his appeal or uh, his attorney. Um, there is actual precedent for this that the okay. NFL previously did not give the maximum punishment. The only reason they got this punishment is because it was a primetime game. Yeah, it was, it was a primetime game. Front, front if this country. was a 1 o'clock game on a Sunday, he would get suspended, but it wouldn't be for the mm. indefinite suspension. Especially Brown-Steelers. It's a division again, game. So, not I mean, condoning it, it but yeah. let's get back to the game. Miami Dolphins, Cleveland Browns. Uh, Browns, 10.5 point favorites at home. Taylor? Um, I'll take the Browns, not with the spread. I, I like the Browns just to win outright. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like 10.5 uh, points. The Dolphins are playing well enough uh, where they can keep up with the Browns, and the Browns are underachieving sure. enough where they stand. Uh, I, too, am going to take the Browns, and I agree that uh, I wouldn't take that spread because of the simple reason that the Browns seem to play down to their competition. They yep. lead the league in penalties, while Miami has the least amount of penalties in the league, and that alone should keep a game somewhat close. Um, I am starting to see some things with the Browns, and it seems like they're hitting their stride, but now that you just took one of the best defensive players in the league off the field, um, that kind of changes the dynamic of their defense that was um, the sixth best pass defense in the league, but the seventh worst run defense in the league. So, But I'm still going to take the Browns here. Uh, yeah, I'm taking the Browns too. Okay, uh, The next game, uh, your Denver Broncos at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills beat the Dolphins. The Bills are four-point favorites at home. Broncos blew their fourth fourth quarter lead of the season. This 20, year. 23, 23 to 0 they were leading. A 23 point. point lead in the second half. Taylor. Your team. Um, I, I I actually I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick the Broncos in this in an upset. Uh, I think the Broncos are. It's so funny how they're what they look like with this Allen kid at quarterback. Like it's weird, and you're seeing Cortland Sutton really blossom into that true number one, that big prime time player on the outside of the numbers that they're really looking for. Um, they're finally starting to uh, hand the ball to Philip Lindsay, and they're finally starting to actually expand the offense. Get get a little. Uh, I don't know why that's hilarious. Um, and get a little creative on offense. Yeah, yeah. they so uh, I, 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 threw a touchdown. No, no, he, he threw a pass. He didn't throw a touchdown. <coughs> um, but it, it did. Oh, look, it was. It, that's right. It, Emmanuel Sanders threw a touchdown last year. Uh, but. I like Denver to win this game um, um, just because I think Buffalo really isn't all that, and I think Denver has enough spark to really ignite and get themselves a win over a team that's severely overachieving um, okay. in the Buffalo Bills. So I'm um, going to take the Broncos. Joshua. I am going to take the Bills at home. Yeah, um, I'm also taking the Bills at home here. Um, you know, they, they have a very good home field advantage. The things they do well, especially play well at home, um, you know, you're going to be in, you know, Denver's not uh, exactly a warm place, but Buffalo this time of year is it's fucking freezing. brutal. Um, they run the ball well. They defend the run really well. They have a defensive tackle who has seven sacks this year going against that interior line on the Broncos, which has not been great. Um, I think that what Josh Allen is doing and against this Broncos team will play very, very well. I think they're going to force a lot of turnovers on the Broncos side of the ball. I think that uh, the Bills will win by at least 10 points. Personally, no. Okay, I mean it's it's, it's not an outrageous assumption. Yeah, I think um, you know 
I think the Vikings had possible. You know what happened with the Vikings in the first half this past week? I think it was exactly what happened them. to them against the Bills last year they when they past that, them. that massive. Yeah, and then they came back and won. Yeah. Um, the Bills are playing really with a big edge, and I think at home that's going to play out. So, uh, next game, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Are, are we wasting time no. on this? Are we all taking the Steelers? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next game, the New York Football Giants at the Chicago Bears. The Bears continuing to struggle um, massively with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback, and the New York Giants coming off their bye week at two and eight. Right now, they have the number three pick in the NFL draft if it started today, which is fucking you know. I knew they'd be bad, but who you guys stink? Yeah. Um, and the Bears are six point favorites at home. I think that spreads a little too big. Uh, I think, I think it's a little too credit. big because I think the Giants are going to win. Um, as really? good as the Bears are defensively, they have massive, massive issues on offense, and it goes beyond Mitch Trubisky. They the play calling has been unimaginative. Um, when your quarterback is struggling, especially with Matt Nagy, who I thought was a pretty good play caller last year, has gotten completely uncreative with his play calling. There are little hitches and five yard outs, and it just doesn't work. I think part of that is to, is, is due to the fact that we see who Trubisky actually is. Yeah, now. sure. So, so maybe he's getting but a little gunshot. Last year, it worked last I'm year saying, with the same guy. Well, the, well, the thing is, is that the thing that happened last year is not working this year. It happened Jared Goff and the Rams. Sure, sure. So maybe the, there's 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 that parallel thinking there. Yeah, as well. it, it's so possible. But you know, the difference is Jared Goff lost his quarterback coach and Zach Taylor, who's now the Bengals coach. The only difference here is that I've seen less creativity from that nagging. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've lost some close games due to their kicking situation. You figured after what happened in the playoffs last year, they would have gotten that fixed, but here we are. Um, I think the only way the Giants lose this is if Daniel Jones turns the ball over. And that is very, very possible with a defense like the Bears, who gets to the quarterback. They force a lot. I think they're second in the league in forced fumbles right now. Um, but despite that, coming off their bye week, a little more refreshed. They're going to get Evan Ingram back. Um, I think Barkley is due for a big game finally, and I think he it's going to be in this one. Khalil Mack is not having a typical Khalil Mack season, so I'm going to take the Giants in this one. All right. So just, again, for what you said, I'm going to take actually the Chicago Bears just for defensive. Sure. That reason. Yeah, it's not a crazy um, proposition. You know, uh, like like you said, uh, Khalil Mack has been relatively quiet. Five I mean, and a half sacks on the year. I mean, he's had an. It's okay for an ab- above average player, I guess. Or it's an okay average player. for an average player. For it's not okay for player. what for, he for, gets paid for a Khalil Mack, yeah. who was defensive player of the year last year, Correct. practically. Um, but I just think that the Chicago defensively is just too good. I think there's so many problems on offense, um, and with a, a rookie <laughs> quarterback. Um, with Daniel Jones, I just don't see it happening. Um, I really think that Chicago's going to win this game. Josh? Yeah, I got to go with Chicago. Uh, At home, the defense, uh, Daniel Jones on the road, it it just... I I thought about taking Chicago, and I I went with my my original gut instinct was the Giants, because I just, I don't like the Bears' offense enough. I just, I can't, I can't trust it. And not that the Giants' offense is anything to rave about, but... They have much more weapons, (coughs) and not to mention, I I have more faith in Daniel Jones than Mitch Trubisky at this point. Yeah, and I don't even know if Mitch Trubisky's playing, because he was removed from the game with a hip injury, so it could be Chase Daniel. Sure. Um, and they would probably play better. To be honest yeah, they, with you, they, they very well may. Um, but I, you got to take a couple upsets, so I'm going to take the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game is the Oakland Raiders at the New York Jets. Uh, Jets coming off their second straight win over the uh, romping of the Redskins, uh, where Jamal Adams uh, broke the single game record for sacks from a defensive back in a game with three. He's only three away from the single season record for a defensive back held by Adrian. Wilson set in 2005. Uh, Raiders coming off a win over the Bengals that was closer than it needed to be, but they won nonetheless. Three-point favorites on the road. Um, Josh? Uh, I am convinced that the Jets' 
would look like a superstar superstar team against any of the other bad teams. But the second that you put them in there with even a halfway decent team, they're going to look like the rest of the bad teams. I'm taking the Raiders here. I have no faith in the Jets, no faith in Adam Gase. They won two games. You know what that means as a yeah, yeah, Dolphins exactly. fan with Adam Gase. He's, they're going to lose this game. Sure. Uh, same exact reasons Josh said. I want to pick the Jets, but I just I, I can't. i got to play safe, but I also have to make up ground at the same time. This is a game I don't want to take that chance on. Okay. I'm also taking the Raiders. Um, yeah, I you know the Jets. Yeah, they look great against the Redskins, where Dwayne Haskins has to sit there and plead with his offensive line to block for him, and they laugh at him. I, so, le- I legitimately feel bad for him for that. Yeah, because he's he, sitting he there. Said, what, he's a rookie. What, he literally says, "What do I have to do to help you?" And they're he's trying to be him. a leader, and they're laughing. You know, and, and it's sad because it's it, a lot of that has to do with Daniel Snyder, the owner. It starts. It has everything to do. Always. Yeah, it's, it's just poison the well. How he doesn't care. Yeah. it sucks, man. All right, uh, next game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Or sorry, excuse me, the Carolina. Panthers at the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Uh, Saints bounce back very, very strongly from their loss to the Falcons. Uh, one, their best, one of their best defensive performances of the season. Um, and they are nine and a half point favorites at home. Are we all taking the Saints? Yes. I'm taking the Saints because I had Carolina in my fucking parlay last week and because Josh's piece of shit Falcons decided in the last two weeks the, the Saints and the Panthers 11 sacks. Where the fuck was that all year in two games? Fuck you, Grady Jarrett, you piece of all right, shit. So we're all taking the Saints. Uh, yeah. Next game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are four and a half point favorites at home. Josh. Um, So there's not much playoff hope because of the um, terrible start. No, because of the how well the Seahawks and how well the the, the, uh, the terrible start. No, because if no, dude, if you won your games, it wouldn't matter how well those other teams are doing. Yeah, but I'm not worried. Playoff teams have happened at nine and seven before. Sure, sure. But but because of the because of the two current wild card leaders being so good, I don't see them falling. Because if if they were at five. Five, five losses, four losses, like everybody else. Suddenly, Falcons are only three games back. Yeah, but they got it's off to doable. a bad start. But they anyway, won games. so this is my point. This is <coughs> this games, is how I see course. the rest of the season going. Uh, let's just say that the Falcons do find themselves in the playoff hunt. Let's say that <laughs> they, they do the win the rest of their games. This is how it's going to happen. They're going to demolish the Buccaneers on Sunday. And then week 17 when they play the Buccaneers again, you say, oh man they... James Winston's going to throw 8 touchdowns. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but are you taking the Falcons? I am 100% taking the Falcons here. Taylor? Um, yeah, I have to take the Falcons. Yeah, I am also taking the Falcons. Uh, but the James Winston, 17 Two. interceptions this year. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, honestly, at, at this point... Uh, He's going to make a very good backup for a team. Dude, the yeah. Falcons defense is playing with their fucking hair on fire. What's going on, dude? Dan Quinn stopped calling the plays. Yeah, that's <laughs> the long and short of it. Uh, I hope they keep him. Uh, <laughs> they will, because they're going to win the rest of their fucking games. They, I don't think they're going to keep him regardless, honestly. Yeah. I don't uh, think no, so. they're not going to win the rest of their games, because they're going to play the 49ers, and they're going to lose the yeah, 49ers. Yeah. I do think that they're going to sweep the NFC South. Um, you think they're going to sweep the Saints? Yeah, because the next game is a Thursday night game at the the Georgia Dome. You think the Saints are going to come out and put up only 11 points again? No, but I think the Falcons will still win the game. It's Uh, going to be a shootout. I don't think they're going to sweep the NFC South. That's a tough thing to do. They've done it more. They've done it when they were good. No, no, they've done it when they were bad, This bad? When's the last time they were this bad? I know they just won two in a row. They have three wins. Let's not let's. They have the same record as the Jets. Yeah, but okay. The, yeah, but look let's at the two, be fair. Look at the two teams that they just yeah, beat. Yeah, sure. Though. The Panthers are not relevant. They're not. They've got off to a good start, and clearly Kyle Allen got exposed and is fucking turning the ball over like crazy. But I'm the Saints, one I respect. They've they've done it before. They've done it in an eight and eight season. They've done it in a nine and seven season where they've swept the NFC South. Uh, if the if the next Saints game was 
An away game, I would say no shot. But since they already beat the Saints away, I don't see them losing at home. I would agree with you if the Georgia Dome was filling up less than filling up more than seventy percent capacity. Hey, maybe they'll pipe in some crowd again. Noise, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the next game is the Detroit Lions at the Washington Redskins. The Lions are three and a half point favorites on the road. Taylor, uh, I like the Lions, and I also like the Lions to cover. Uh, the Lions, in re- in reality, are only maybe a handful of plays from a from a winning record. Um, in Typical Lions season. I mean, it, it's snatching it's, defeat from the jaws of victory. It's literally the weirdest thing. I mean, they even, do it every year. Even playing the Cowboys tough last week um, th- against a really, really bad Washington team. Yeah. Again, Twin Haskins is getting thrown to the fucking wolves. He doesn't deserve to be treated like that. That's bad. Um, Detroit's just a better team. They're going to run over the, uh, the skins yeah. this week. Josh? Uh, yeah, Detroit. Yeah, I'm taking Detroit also. I don't need to spend too much time on it. Uh, the next game is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. I like it. Titans three-point favorites at home. Uh, if you remember when they played a few weeks ago, Marcus Mariota got the shit kicked out of him to the tune of nine sacks, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Titans here. Uh, the Jaguars played very uninspired football against the Colts and Nick Foles' return. Nick Foles did not look particularly great. Uh, not that that's his fault entirely, while the Titans have played very, very well with Ryan. Ryan Tannehill, quarterback, three and one since they made the switch. Uh, firmly in the hunt for the division. Um, I, this game does scare me because Jacksonville, what they do well, seems to match up with the things that the Titans struggle with. Yeah. But I think being at home this time, the Titans got this one. Um, I, I again, this is another one I have to make up ground. Uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville. Um, I just need. I, I just. This is purely on a trying to catch up on a whim. Fair. Jacksonville. Josh. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Titans here. Okay. Uh, the next game is the Dallas Cowboys at the New England Patriots. Uh, Patriots six and a half point favorites at home. Uh, Cowboys beat the Lions. Patriots had the win against the uh, the Eagles. Not particularly impressive on the offensive side. The only passing touchdown was thrown by Julian Edelman. Uh, Tom Brady struggling, and for the first time, he is not. He's actually blaming other people, which is a little weird. He's doing interviews in the media where, oh, it's not my fault. Like it just seems like maybe he's getting old and crotchety. Maybe he's getting sick of. Maybe it. he's finally feeling his age. Yeah, the yeah. old and crouchy thing, and maybe there, there's some rumors of the thing that he wants out. Uh, you don't know, but despite that, I'm taking the Patriots. Um, I think just being at home, their defense seemed to get back on track against the Eagles, although Nelson Aguilar had some major drops at the end there yep. that would have helped the Eagles win. Yep, yep, um, yep. But despite that, I think the Patriots' defense helps them win this game. Uh, they re- The Patriots, if they really want to win another Super Bowl, the offensive line has to be better because what they want to do is run the ball, and they have not been able to do that. At all. Okay. Oh, okay. Me next. Yeah. So yeah, they're gonna go to Josh. Yeah. Um, I'm actually gonna go with Dallas. Okay. Uh, Dallas does this thing where they play down to the competition and they also play up to the competition. Um, again, like I said, uh, even last week with uh, Detroit not playing, not being that great of a team, but they're still good enough. Detroit, like Dallas, played to their sure. to their competition. This is another opportunity for Dallas to cement themselves as the forerunner in the NFC East and. This is this should be a statement game for them. That defense is good enough to hold that offense in check, yeah. which is below average at best. And I think that offense is good enough to really score enough points to win this game and grind it out on the road, sure. especially going into Foxborough. Um, again, this is a big statement game for Dak. Dak, make, Dak is going to win this game for them. Josh? Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to take the Cowboys, too. Uh, you know, they got some weapons on offense, and, you know, we know how good the Patriots' defense has been, but, you know, if you can get Zeke going, if you can get Randall Cobb going, if you can get, um, what's his fucking Amari name? Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper going. Now, now here's so, now here's the thing because a lot of people are overlooking him or still overlooking him. Stephon Gilmore has been the best corner in football all of you. He's all been the year. best corner the last two years, honestly. Yeah. And so 
I, I, I'm not even looking at Amari Cooper so much. Get Stephon Gilmore away. Just send Amari Cooper on the that side of the field and run fucking that way. <laughs> Just hit, dude, hit Jason Witten for five yards. Hit Randall Cobb here. Hand the ball to Zeke within five to ten yards and mm-hmm. grind out okay. that win. Doesn't so, matter. So for me, I think the big difference in this game, and Taylor, you brought up a great point about the Cowboys seem to play up to their competition. They play down to their competition. In a game when they play up to their competition, I will take Bill Belichick over Jason Garrett any day of the week because it's going to come down to the little coaching I, adjustments that I, Jason Garrett listen, just doesn't do. I, I, I don't disagree with you at yeah. all. I just think that by the time those that thing is being made, I think there might sure. be a two-touchdown lead. All right, you next know? game. This is probably the best game of the week. Uh, the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. Great Packers, offense versus great defense. Uh, the 49ers are three-point favorites at home. Josh? I'm going to take Green Bay. Okay. Um, Taylor? I'm going to take San Francisco. Um, uh, I, I'm I just, taking Green Bay. I just love that defense. I love everything about it. It's, I, it's such an old-school it, 49ers I team. I agree. I agree with that. I think their defense is great. Um, they're having some issues uh, on the offensive line right now. I think the Packers coming off their bye week, another year, another week for Devontae Adams to freshen up. I think that this game is a statement game for the Packers way more than it is for the 49ers. Um, I think that what they're going to be able to do is force Jimmy Garoppolo into a shootout, which, you know, you look at the, the wins for the 49ers this year, Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers are not particularly great, which is fine because they've used him in a game management role. He's made the throws when he had to, which is all they're asking of him. They're not asking him to carry the team, but when they need him to step up, he has. And in the situation where it's Jimmy Garoppolo versus Aaron Rodgers with the game on the line, right now I will take Aaron Rodgers. 18 touchdowns, two interceptions, back to being Aaron Rodgers, yeah, which is great for it's, football. It's, it's hard um, to compete I, This with is going to be a great game, though. Yeah, it is going to be a very game. good game. Uh, the next game is the Seattle Seahawks at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home. That's a pick Um I'm taking Seattle. I think that their offense is going to be too much for the Eagles' defense, personally. Now, here's my question. Is Tyler Lockett still out? Uh, they said that he was practicing this week. He was practicing so this week. I don't know. It, again, now this is just on a whim, but if Tyler Lockett plays, I feel much better about it, but I'm also going to take Seattle. Okay. Uh, just, I just think they're a better team. It's just one of those things where I, Philadelphia seems to pick it up, let, let it down. Pick it up, let it down. It's Last like the week. NFC East in yes, general. I know, yep. but I just I don't NFC think... NFC East. It, it's just <laughs> NFC Yeet. I don't yeah. think that... Oh. Uh, <laughs> I just don't think that Philadelphia has it in this game. Hundo P. Uh, uh, Josh? Yeah, I don't think I've picked against the Seahawks at all this year. That's my guy. That's my MVP. That's your New York Yankees second baseman, Russell Wilson. They're going to win the game. All right. And the Monday night game is the Baltimore Ravens at the Los Angeles Rams. Should, um, I'm, it should be a good game, but it's not going to be. Um, this one? Yeah, the Rams not. are three-point favorites at on the road. Uh, or not the, Excuse me. The Ravens are three-point favorites on the road. Uh, Taylor? Uh, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, MVP. Uh, yeah, Ravens. And I am also taking the Ravens. Um, you're still waiting to see if the Rams can pick up anything, but Jared Goff, 13 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Last year he was in the MVP conversation. Um, they're just, go- Dude, they used a fullback in a running scheme last week, and Sean McVay has not done that at all, which is crazy. It just looks like Jared Goff is back to the bus that we all knew and love. Yeah, I like mean, he he's definitely drafted. not as bad as Mitch Trubisky. No, he's but he's a you're he's seeing a the same warts that were there his rookie year when they were like, this guy can't even throw a football. I think Goff will be a good journeyman quarterback later in his career, but I don't see he's not he's not a he's he's, he's like not a, a he's a little bit better saver. than Andy Dalton. Yeah, he's a free, he's not a franchise saver. A little bit better than Andy no Dalton. Shot. All right, so this was uh, episode seventy eight. You watch, I listen. These were our week twelve NFL picks, um, guys. 
Have a good week. Uh, next week, we will be recording the night before Thanksgiving. You won't be here. I will not be but here. But I think we're going to be having Michael Manfredonio come in. Oh, so I love be, that. Yeah, I love that. I love it, too. He actually texted me yesterday. So uh, we'll see you guys with Manfro next week. Later. Later.